Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 180 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brett Casino, rotating panel of guests and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind time after time here on Comic Timing. It'll be the core four, if you want to call it that tonight, once Brandon shows up as Raph, Brent, and myself review Captain America Civil War, DC Rebirth number zero, and we also talk about how much the industry has changed in the 10 years since we started doing this crazy-ass show. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 180 of Comic Timing. We are back in the saddle again. This one will be coming out in June, because guess what? It's June! That happened. Brent, it's June. June. <laughs> the weather is starting to get hotter. How hot is it in Florida right now? Uh, It's like 90s, upper 90s. It's hot. Damn. Damn, really, son. Really, hot. Yep. The struggle is real. <laughs> Raph's struggle is real. Raph Suhu joins us yet again. Raph. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> How goes? How goes? Oh, it goes. It goes. Working for a bloop. It's amazing. I mean, Are you not allowed to that say that you work for bloop? It's discouraged. Okay. To say that you work for them at all? Or just when you're on social media, it's discouraged. <laughs> so we we will not mention that you work for. No, Bo- no, it's fine. Re, re, real quick, um, uh, if for anyone who doesn't know, I left New York and I now work for Diamond Comic Distributors. That's right. Oh, I am Monopoly Man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to say that I own Boardwalk. Yeah. I own Park Place. I've got a hotel on both. Do not land on me. <laughs> I was going to say that you work for Bloop Dallas Page, but okay, that that right. that that totally works. Okay, so now that that disclaimer has been put out, we can we can go ahead and get forward with the episode here. And uh, hey, uh, here's a here's a company that uses Diamond. All right, I swear that's the last time I'll mention Diamond on this episode. <laughs> DCBS Cisco Comic Service at DCBService.com, where you can find the best deals around. They've had. Excellent rebirth bundles the last couple of months, and that will continue in the month of June, I'm sure. As uh, the past two months, you were able to get 50% off of every rebirth title in multiple bundles uh, that has been coming out. Bundles, bundles, bundles all over the place as usual, and you can also get 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, and 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues. If you're one of those guys who does both digital and single issues, you can apply the discount that you get from using their digital storefront onto your month's order as well to save a little bit more. And, of course, they are still the cheapest way to get your comics at dcbservice.com. And we thank them for their longtime sponsorship of the program. We'll start off with Civil War, gentlemen, as uh, that's what came out the most uh, farthest from when we were recording this episode. It's been, what, uh, three weeks now since it came out? Uh, four. Four weeks. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, right. So it was the beginning of May, right? Yeah, because Free Comic Book Day. And and by the way, just a, a quick uh, Free Comic Book Day uh update on what I did that time around. Uh, I I did go to Jim Hanley's and uh, they had a big sale, uh, actually two sales that week because they they celebrate their anniversary around the time of Free Comic Book Day. So they had uh, one like buy to get one 50% off, I believe was their first sale. And then this this next one was a 20% off sale that was was pretty decent. But then Modesty was the second place I went to 
Last year, they ran out of, co- of free comic book day issues before I got there. This time around, they had three or four left, but everything in the store was 30% off. So I got myself uh, the Wicked and Divine Volume 3 trade, and I also picked Wix up... Dev. Yeah. Uh, volume 2 of the Chris Priest Black Panther collection, because I figure I'm going to burn through those pretty damn quickly. And, you know, a couple other random things here and there. So it was a pretty effective free comic book day for me. Uh, Brett, did you did you bother with free comic book day? I mean, not, not that I you- did go to my closest comic shop for five minutes. Cool. Picked up the three books I was allowed and promptly exited the store. Nice. <laughs> did they have any signings or anything for it or uh, any like special deals? Uh, not when I was there. Nope. Okay. And I don't think they did. Cool. What'd you pick up anyway? The two Marvel items. And Judge Dredd. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I got I got the uh Bob's Burgers, uh the Marvel and I did I yeah, both Marvels and I think I also wound up with the Archie free comic book day issue, which uh, I'm looking forward to reading because that Archie stuff looks kinda cool. Rap, did you do anything for free comic book day? I uh I slept in. Good. <laughs> no, I mean uh, seriously. Well, okay, so let's let's put it this way. So it's been two years since I left Midtown. Yes. Uh, when I left Midtown, the the last month I was there, they still haven't fixed uh, the hole. By the way, when you, no, when you ran out, no, it, it, no there's still I, a raft shaped hey, hole in the in the ceiling. Well, hey, they never <laughs> replaced me, so I am technically your reigning, defending Midtown Comics Times Square floor manager. So <laughs> that's my title. I get Snap. to keep that for life. Wow. But yeah, no, what happened was um, I left, what, June? So I, my last month was Chicago Book Day. I had to set up Friday night. On, we, they close at midnight. So I was there till like 1 o'clock in the morning, turn around, come back at 6 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. slog through the day of free comic book day. Right. So uh, after that day, I decided I'm never going to you know, get up and do all that stuff anymore. I'm just going to get up later. And now that I, uh, I am where I am, no worries. Right. Uh, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, for anyone out there that is near a comic book store, please go support your local comic book store yes. on free comic book day. Don't, don't stay in. Don't do what I do because I, you know, uh, I can do that. Right. I don't. I can. I can do these things. But you should go out there and help your local shop if you can. I mean, if you mm-hmm. do your stuff through DCPS or whoever, that's fine. But if you can go to a store, go to a store. Take, you know, meet people. Go say hi to fellow fanboys and fangirls and stuff. Go give a comic to a kid or something. I don't know. Well, Have fun. And, I mean, referencing back to one to 179 uh, a little bit uh, when we were talking to CGS guys, it's like, yeah, sometimes it does take an event to get yourself into the comic shop. And what right? better event to do so than free comic book day? I'm sure Wild Pig would uh, like more people there to compete with pants on their auctions and all that stuff. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. He still, he still won like two of them. My God, Jesus. pants. You're a maniac. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the, the first day that I went was that Thursday uh, for Civil War, right when it first came out. And it was a very nerdy crowd, uh, very much the, you know, the, the Marvel fanboys were out uh, in full force to Kips Bay. To, to welcome it in, and the entire theater was a packed house. It was completely sold out. Uh, went there again on, on Free Comic Book Day on Saturday, and uh, it was a similar amount of people, but definitely a different crowd, more the, the norms. We're talking about the movie now? The movie, yes. We just want to make that clear. Yeah, we have, trans, we have transferred into Captain America Civil War. with. Oh, my, and spoilers, uh, yeah, for yeah, sake. Yeah, 
spoilers, please. Yeah. For the 14 people who haven't seen it yet. Exactly. Right. But, uh, and yeah, I, I, as usual, I, I'm fantastic with transitions. Uh, but uh, on that Saturday showing was much more of a, of a regular crowd. Not many of the, uh, you know, fanboys in, in the, in the crowd to be found. But then again, that makes sense because it was a weekend. Brent, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off with you. What was the crowd like? And what'd you think? We went uh, midday Saturday at the largest IMAX screen here in town. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a nerdy crowd. It was just kind of a regular crowd, I guess. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in comic book t-shirts, but it wasn't like the when I went to see uh, Batman v Superman on the opening Thursday night. That was fucking crazy nerds. Yeah. Uh, myself included. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> don't want to sound derogatory. We're all nerds here. Exactly. But no, it was a normal crowd, but it was pr- it was full. I'm glad that we went on a midday Saturday as opposed to the Thursday night again because we actually got good seats this time. Nice. So that was nice. How far before the showing did you need to get there? My parents got there like an hour before okay. or an hour and a half, and they were like at the front of the line. Oh, wow. Sweet. So. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's actually kind of really important when you're going to see it in a giant-ass IMAX because, you know, depending on where you are in the – in the in the in the theater, I'm sure it affects your actual viewing experience. Yes, we sat on the fourth row on the far far left for Batman v Superman, and that was kind of a terrible viewing experience. <laughs> and uh, this particular IMAX, it being the biggest, does not offer assigned seating. Okay. The one by my house, being one of the, uh, I, forgot, I don't know, I think Amanda calls it this, a lie max. Yeah, lie max is accurate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have called it that. Yep does offer assigned seating yeah so go figure yeah and any any of the screens that are just you know big and aren't actually imax screens are all imax like they're basically they have paid to get the license to call themselves imax even though they're not actually imax screens right yeah um but yeah so so what'd you think man it was very very good does not supplant itself as the top marvel movie for me i still think uh Civil or not Civil War, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. still right there. Okay, you know I I can't think of anything. I I can think of things wrong with it, but I can't think of any things that are um, raging in my head like you know Batman Superman, more like nitpicks I guess. But it it wasn't like a masterful masterful piece of filmmaking. Like I wouldn't give it five stars. Okay, you know what I mean I, I think it's a good solid four. Right. I think maybe the problem is the Marvel formula. Is you know is you know not evident because it's not re- really an origin story, mm-hmm. but it was still the Marvel formula of all their movies and the feel and everything very fit and nicely cohesive puzzle piece into their puzzle. No complaints, no issues, no anything. It was just another Marvel movie in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I I get that, but. Uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it when I actually get to my to my side of it. But I, I felt like it, it actually did stand out from the formula a little bit for me, just just for how much it managed to get done. Yeah, I, I will give it this: that it they managed to introduce new characters without an origin story. Gangbusters, mm-hmm. uh, fantastic! Yeah, fantastic introduction for you know Spider Man and Black Panther and. Um, the one nitpick I did have about it was the whole time is that, you know, it was less of a Civil War story and more of a Bucky story, mm. I guess. And Cap's blind devotion to Bucky, I didn't really like. Oh, he's a horrible friend. He, he's a horrible friend to anybody whose name is not Bucky. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, he 
Well, t- we can, let's talk about it later. We'll, let's get into this. What do you guys think? All right, Raps. fine. <laughs> well, wrap. <laughs> uh, we could like. I, I was gonna deep dive into that. Shit. No, I know, I know. Wait, 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 wait. we need first impressions. All right, cool. Raf, uh, what was the what was the crowd like when you saw it, and uh, what do you think? All right, so I I did see it on Free Comic Book Day, probably in the afternoon. Like, so yeah, we went to the mall like forty five. We went to the mall further away, like forty five minutes away. Mm-hmm. We actually wanted to go to three thirty. We got to the two forty five, and it was the oh. bigger screen. Cool. So we went out there. Um, the crowd was so it's weird. Um, I, I maybe because I don't do Thursdays anymore because I, I can't do Thursdays yeah. because of uh, my situation. Right. It was it was very family, like lots of parents bringing their kids, mm-hmm. lots of um, really casual fans. Like like the you know the people that wear the t shirts that aren't like oh my god it's Civil War I can't wait oh my god <laughs> like I was right because I you know even uh, Tammy was like uh, you know I, in the car I was getting giddy so you know but that that's what we do that's what, you know we we love this stuff that's that's how we react but right. um yeah mostly very relaxed crowd one thing um that I really enjoy about Baltimore area versus New York is no need to line up like two hours beforehand because the lines are almost non-existent okay. like we like i said we got there 2 15 for a 245 showing i think and we were like the second third people in line wow jeez, yeah holy crap right <laughs> amazing and the, of course and you know i want to you know i'm going to thank them for their eventual service but some navy douches from annapolis showed up and were like broing it out to the right of us <laughs> uh, right before the movie and they were really loud and obnoxious but you know once the movie started they were cool Good. everyone was but yeah, like like it it wasn't. But yeah, not a lot of nerds. It was just really like normal normal human beings. No cell phone douchebags. Um, a couple, but again, they all put them away. I went. I didn't get anyone use, uh, using cell phones during the movie. Good. So it was all pre like you know when the trailers were on. There were a couple of people. I was a little annoyed because they were in front of me and I had my 3D glasses on and the glare kind of messed with me. Mm. But once you know we got to the good trailers, it was like oh my god, how many good trailers did you guys get? I got like eight. I don't know. <sighs> I, I had about seven or eight myself, yeah. I mean, between Doctor Strange, t- The Secret Life of Pets, mm-hmm. maybe because we had a 3D showing, they showed all the 3D movies that are coming out this year, yeah. pretty much. They're going to they're, they're like, they're hit yeah. yeah. It was like, it, I don't think I've sat through that many trailers in a long time. I, I, I also feel like Marvel gets the like the saturation when it comes to trailers just because everybody oh, yeah, everyone wants, wants to put their trailer there yeah yep, it's like the it. super bowl yeah i mean and 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 it'll change from theater from theater chain to theater chain depending on you know what movies they're going to wind up highlighting the most but uh yeah you're bound to get at least six or seven trailers with a marvel movie just for that exact reason yeah yeah but um but i mean as far as my thoughts on the movie itself it's definitely top 5 um, I could argue top three. I, I don't. I haven't really sat down and really broken it down like that. I will say this: I think the Captain America franchise from Marvel is the strongest one. Period. Oh, at this point, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one to three. I think this is. I think this is the strongest trilogy um, in a long time. I mean, yeah. Well, this goes up there. Yeah. It this doesn't goes have up. an Iron Man two. It doesn't have an Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. It, it's up there with, I want to say, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, if you don't want to count that last movie, mm-hmm. and Star Wars, the first Star Wars trilogy. So, yeah. I mean, it's up there. That trilogy is up there. Yeah, it was. I, I, I would say it wasn't a perfect movie um, it, because it, was, it, it, it did a lot. It accomplished a lot, but there were still a handful of things. Uh, so, I would say it's like a four and a half for me. 
Okay. Just initially. I, I, I saw it in 2D. I have yet to see it in 3D. I actually feel like I've made an accomplishment by not being forced to see it in 3D. Uh, just, just because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that it looked okay for you guys, but, you know, I, I, do both of you agree that, like, it didn't really add anything to, to, yeah. to it? Okay, good. Yeah. Just wasted they've stopped bucks. kind of, like, adding things to it because they don't do the, uh, I've noticed this, they don't do the out the window, so to speak, like, right. flying at you very much anymore. Yeah. Mostly it's for, for depth. Yeah, I figured as much, yeah. Because any conversion, it's just it's way easier to do it that way, just add depth. And I I saw it in 2D on Thursday. I saw it in 2D on Saturday. And then when I was in San Francisco, I saw it at the Alma Draft House out in San Francisco. And, oh, my God, what an experience. Beautiful, beautiful theater right in the mission in San Francisco. And got to see it with uh, Kyle Miner and uh, Zelfred. And uh, and a couple of friends of mine also uh, along with that. Great to see those guys again. I've, I've never met Zelford before, and seeing Kyle again after outside of a super show was was nice. And yeah, yeah, it was good times. But the movie itself, Civil War, for me might actually very well be the number two now, uh, supplanting Winter Soldier. I I keep flip flopping back and forth on whether or not that is the case. But that's how strong this movie is. It manages to be a Captain America movie at its heart while also building character development for the Avengers more than Age of Ultron and the Avengers did. (laughs) So much better than Age of Ultron. I watched um, Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I had that Friday off. Yeah. So I watched both of those on that day and this by far was like, you know, I was like, man, Age of Ultron looks like shit compared to this movie. Definitely. As an Avengers film. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, but, you know, even with all these characters, it still manages to be Cap's story at the heart. Even while simultaneously being, as I, as I put it on Facebook and I'm sticking by this, Iron Man 3.5 in a lot of ways for Tony Stark, it's still a Cap movie first. And that was my major worry going into Civil War. Like, is this going to feel like an Avengers movie more than it feels like a Cap movie? And it, and it did not for me. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they accomplished that. Uh, Falcon is terrific in this. Um, you get even more great stuff from Black Widow because Black Widow is as much of a supporting character in the Cap movies now as she is in, in any others. And she can she had, she had conflict this time around. You know, what side am I going to wind up on? And you know, she has her turn later on, which all made sense. Tony in this uh, is the foil that I wanted him to be in Civil War. And while I will agree with you, Brent, is that it's a it's a Bucky movie as much as it is Civil War. I, I kind of felt like they they melded the two storylines very nicely, like the the conclusion of the Winter Soldier Brubaker arc, combining that with the the heart of Mark Miller's Civil War while also getting rid of some of the stupid baggage of Civil War. You know, like there there you know, you didn't need to have like the 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 whole as much underground stuff as you did in Mark Miller's original, you know, you didn't have to have fucking clone Thor thrown in there uh or you know a death where like for instance, you didn't see Ant-Man getting shot through the chest, but you still got a right. giant dude running around. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah, but but where's uh, where's Punisher picking up Captain America's mask and becoming Captain America? Oh, thank God we didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's Penance? Oh, thank God we didn't have that. <laughs> I mean, really, it just like it got it got to the heart of the 
of the main Civil War conflict while tying it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as as well as it could. Uh, getting General Thunderbolt Ross back was a great thing to see, uh, you know, because I absolutely loved the actor and was happy to see at least acknowledgement that Incredible Hulk happened. <laughs> even right. if even if the Hulk is not the same actor anymore, at least we still have that. And Zemo, I'm going to just go out and say it, the best villain we've had so far in the Marvel movies. I I felt like he actually had nuance to him. Uh, he didn't he didn't follow the 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 generic path that a lot of the Marvel villains have followed. Um, you know, like when when you think he's going to go left, he wound up going right. And the conclusion of this movie absolutely went with his major plan, as opposed to where. It could have gone. You know, this could have just been like Winter Soldier versus three or four other Winter Soldiers, and it was not. Instead, it was ripping the foundation of the heroes apart right from the bottom to the top and also setting up for for, for future Avengers movies because I'm sure Infinity War is going to start out with everybody still divided because, well... Duh. <laughs> so I I was very, very satisfied with this. And this is like a very high 4.5, possibly even a 5 for me. Like it, it hit so many of the buttons that I wanted it to hit. Um, you know, there's still some issues here or there, but nothing so severe that it took away from it. And I'll mention it, I'll mention it right here so we can not mention it at all ever again until we start talking about the ultimate Blu-ray when it winds up coming out. But it's amazing to me, and you guys please touch on this after I say it, that Marvel went out and said the entire reason Civil War happened is because they knew that Batman v Superman was going to wind up happening. And they're like, okay, well, let's let's do a conflict type thing. And they hit so many of the same story beats that Batman v Superman did. But here it actually worked. <laughs> And, and that's that's why I came out of it feeling so satisfied is that I I, I was watching a movie. I wasn't watching a collection of scenes. And, and that's really where Civil War achieved what I was hoping for out of this. I And, you know, now I feel like I really shouldn't have even brought it up, but I did bring it up and there it happened. Uh, I don't want to get into it. I know. I know. So I, I want to, I, I, you know, I like this movie, but I felt like it robbed us of the actual Civil War stuff. Okay. You know, it was a, a quick, brisk 48 hours. Okay. It wasn't a war. It was a skirmish. Hmm. It was a it was a battle. If you really want to get down to it, the Civil War books, uh, if you just read the main series, and even if, if you do dive into, like, Frontline, it's, it seems like it spans a matter of months. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know I what I mean? And... I think the thing that bothered me the most about it was that um, Tony and Cap were not diametrically opposed to the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. They were diametrically opposed to who gets to take Bucky in or what happens mm, to Bucky. Not entirely. I, uh, no, I think once – I mean it started that way with the yeah. Sokovia Accords. But once Bucky entered the picture and you know supposedly set off the bomb – that killed uh, T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. It became all about Bucky, right? At that point, and and they wanted to, you know, Cap wanted to bring in Bucky or get to the bottom of it, and then Tony wanted to bring in Bucky, 
or stop Cap from doing it whatsoever, blah, blah, blah. And then still had the Sokovia Accords around it, but the conflict stopped being about that and more about, you know, did or didn't Bucky blow it up? And then especially at the end, when you have no resolution to the Accords whatsoever, but Tony shows up and says, hey, you're right, we saw the video of the guy doing the thing, and uh, you're right, Bucky didn't do it. You know what I mean? So just completely diffuse, like, the Civil War aspect of it was just a... there's an excuse to have them fight so that they could do something like Batman v Superman at the same year. Well, the the accords are still in effect, and I think that they made they made that pretty clear that you know that's still going to be an issue uh, to deal with in in future movies. Is that I feel like Bucky was a building block as part of Civil War, as opposed to Civil War happening around the whole Bucky thing, uh, mainly. Mainly because, you know, Captain America is disillusioned after Winter Soldier, obviously, because, well, you know, he just saw the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. organization be a front for for HYDRA. You know, why is he suddenly going to wind up trusting even the United Nations to put the best interests of the Avengers at heart and basically tie his hands when he feels like he's needed? That's always sort of been Cap's shtick. While Iron Man, after Iron Man 3 and Age of Ultron feels like he needs checks and that's that's why obviously he sided where he did i mean i get that they they talked about that for the brief scene when they dropped the accords on the table Mm -hmm. and when the two black characters were arguing against each other for some reason (laughs) i just thought that was a little weird i was like okay i get that they're both each other's best friends but can we have other people like being the main argument people Mm -hmm. um just seemed like why, why don't we just have the two black guys arguing i feel like other characters should have been arguing more as well. Right, but the, both those guys did a good job, but I feel like they just stuck it in that one scene and then dropped the whole issue with, what, whatsoever and then moved on to the Bucky storyline. Raph, thoughts? Real quick, I, I want to touch on your BBS thing, uh, and this is something that a lot of people Please have said, don't. and I think, I think it needs to be looked at again. Real quick, it's not going to be too painful. I think why Civil War worked better was, it's really simple, it really is. Let's say we're not comic book fans. Uh, we go on to see Batman versus Superman. Maybe we've seen some of the cartoons and movies before, whatever. We have this general idea of who Batman and Superman are. There's no real emotional investment in why they're fighting. We know who they are. They're cool characters. But there's no reason why until the, movie, until the actual movie. Right. You compare that to Civil War... And it's like, man, oh, we we know how Steve Rogers grew up. We knew we know how what happened in World War II with him. We knew how he got frozen and came to the present. We know how Iron Man got to where he was. How you know it's the stuff with his dad and all this. We've had what eight years worth of storytelling to build up to Civil War. Mm-hmm. To be fair to DC, they wanted to they wanted to get their universe started as quickly as they could. I can understand that. But that's why what happened happened. You know, let's I, I, you know, like that's how Civil War works because we have an established cinematic history. Batman vs Superman didn't work as well because, well, there was no established history in this particular universe. That's that's where the difference is. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it. As in regard, you know, sort of as for the movie itself, um, I mean, I think the Civil War. So, Mark Miller's Civil War was a literal civil war. I mean, the entire Marvel Universe, well, the entire, all the all the heroes on Earth, and, in, and the villains, too, because they had to register if they were in prison, um, were involved. 
there was there was huge stakes. There was tons of heroes and villains fighting, and I think they turned into a metaphorical civil war. You know, the struggle inside, like the the internal struggle between friends. Because let's face it, you know, how do you explain Goliath? How do you explain Cyborg Thor? How do you explain the Invisible Woman? Reed Richards? Yeah. How do you establish all that and create a real war? I mean, like to really do like a civil war adaptation like a, a straight up adaptation you probably need two movies yeah let's face it i mean like like the way infinity war is going to be two parts you probably had to do that with civil war and it probably to do a real civil war would have to be phase four or phase five when we introduce the inhumans captain marvel dr strange well, i'm not, all the I'm other not asking for a true adaptation i was just but looking like, for them to uh keep the spirit of the story which i felt like they jettisoned but i don't think they can because there's not enough pieces I, I still feel like the, the the spirit of the story was there. The main diametrically opposed viewpoints of Tony and Steve was still there. And even with the imprisoning of of the Avengers by the end there, you know, what having Scarlet Witch and, and Falcon and Ant Man, who are you anyway? Uh and uh, oh, come on. <laughs> And, uh, and and Hawkeye all imprisoned, you know, said to me that that conflict was still there, that, you know, Iron Man was so focused, Tony was so focused on his, his belief of how things should be run, that he was willing to turn in his own friends because they went against him. So here's the thing. Have you guys heard any of the new movie rumors that have come up? No, I haven't. I'm going to mention it. Um, I don't think these are spoilers or anything, but um, they were saying in Thor Ragnarok that the fact that Mark Ruffalo's in it is, and the Hulk's in it is because they're doing a pseudo-Planet Hulk story. I mean, not, in the, not a direct Planet Hulk story, but they're mm-hmm. using elements of it. I have a feeling, and so the Sokovia Accords are still in place at the end of the movie. Nothing's changed with that. Yeah. I have a feeling that's what's going to change the Marvel Universe and all the movies from now on. Uh, I think at some point in Thor, Bruce Banner is going to get hunted down by you know whatever task force that the United Nations sets up, and they're going to go to Tony, and Tony's just going to be like, "I don't know what to do. I can't cure the guy. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't put him in a prison. Let's just toss him off into space." And you know, or maybe maybe they get Jane Foster involved or something. Oh, they, she's not going to be in it, but maybe they get um, Eric Selvig involved, and maybe they create some sort of portal. And they try to shoot him off to a peaceful planet, and he ends up on Asgard. Yeah. So I think stuff like that will still play out in the future. I was just more talking like a long, protracted struggle over the Sokovia Accords. I, I just didn't think there was enough there to work with. There just isn't. I mean, there's not. There are not enough characters. There's not enough stakes. I mean, we already. I mean. We 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 just did that movie kind of with Age of Ultron, where you had super huge stakes and. I don't think they wanted to do that again. And, I, they, and, and and you know what? I think the other the other part of it too is that and Brent, this might be the like the center of maybe why you you might have had an issue with that is that um, I still wanted this to be a Cap movie, you know, because they said Captain America: Civil War. Had it actually been called Avengers: Civil War, then maybe you would have wound up getting a little bit more of what you were looking for there. Um, but. Frankly, I was I was perfectly okay with this still being a cap story at its heart, um, as opposed to just being about the conflict. 
So that that could potentially change things, uh, perhaps in 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 your benefit. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I just I felt like the war was not a war. That was my biggest thing, and that Cap is a terrible friend. Well, yeah, that I like, will totally I can see, get. Yeah, I mean, uh, me personally, I don't I don't agree with the uh, give Cap a boyfriend thing. <laughs> Historically, it's not there. Yeah. Sorry, it's not there. Um, give Cap a best friend. He's got two. Yeah, um, they're called Falcon He's and got Bucky. Three. Well, we're not counting Tony anymore, right? I, I, I and and were they ever really friends no, in this movie widow. universe? That's why I was always like, "So was I." And I'm like, "Really? I don't. I don't think you guys argued a lot. Like a lot, a lot. They were coworkers more than they were friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just gonna say, Widow was is 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 a is a pretty close friend to yes. To Steve. Definitely yeah. after Winter Soldier, I, I'd yeah. say that. Yeah. But so, um, well, so that that was my b- biggest pet peeve is that Cap is a terrible friend. Yeah. And he, just his his like blinders on when it comes to Bucky, mm-hmm. just like narratively felt really really. Really, really dumb to me. I was like, why isn't he asking the same questions that everyone else is? <laughs> yeah. But he well, doesn't but he, know the guy in 40 years. I know it feels like three, but, you know, he, he hasn't known that guy for a long time, much less he knows what that guy went through. I almost so, feel like that's the fundamental flaw with, with Captain America, even in the comic books, though, is that the man has blinders. The man is entirely he is still the man out of time and even for people that he would consider his friends in today's world he will still wind up siding with those from his previous world whenever possible well here's the thing let's i mean um let's go back to the movie Uh, and early on in the movie cap goes to peggy's funeral I mean, he and he's devastated. He walks away from everyone, from Tony, yep. from Sam, from everyone to like kind of lean on, lean on the stairs and just go, oh, man, Peggy's dead. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't he didn't tell every, he didn't tell anyone that Peggy died. He just kind of walked away. That shows, you know, that he still feels isolated from everyone else. And the fact that she died and then he hears that Bucky's in danger, I, I would kind of I think he I mean, that's the thing. The, the the beauty of Marvel, you know, that they always like to argue that their characters are human, that they're 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 flawed. Steve's flawed. I mean, he he represents a lot of ideals and he has strong convictions, but he he's I mean, let's face it, he's lonely. He he misses the time that he grew up in. He misses the people that he knew. Yeah. And the fact that he's outlived them all and he's gonna outlive all of them. I mean, most of them should be dead. I mean, we're talking. World War II was nineteen nineteen forties. That's seventy years ago now. Yeah, there, how many world, living World War II veterans are there now? I mean that it it it's gotta affect him. It's like it's like if I if one of us like got frozen and woke up and found out everyone they knew was dead. I mean it, it's devastating. It's somewhat related to what you just said, Raf, and uh, I, I freaking love this. I posted a video to Facebook that I'll probably uh, also share to the Comic Timing uh, Facebook feed. Uh, just because I'm mentioning it here, there was a 92-year-old uh, World War II veteran who went out and threw out the first pitch at a Seattle Mariners game the other day, and he threw a strike. <laughs> well, yeah, goddamn greatest generation, man. Yeah, but but to think of how you know he is probably one of the few left. <laughs> who could probably wind up even being at a celebration like this because yeah he's 92 years old so most of the people that he knows are probably already dead just well, like yeah, I mean, people are way dead 
all the subsequent attempts at making the superhero soldier soldier serum was flawed. So yeah. obviously this guy's serum has ran out. Yeah. I mean, because we're talking, you know, the guy's ninety two. He obviously didn't get the de aging benefits of the serum that Steve has. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, there, was, there was a really nerdy conversation yeah, here. Well, actually. <laughs> so let's transition from Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. to Cap Nazi. Oh, God. With this one statement. Everyone calm the fuck down. Yeah. It's yep. a storyline. It, it, it's, it's the first issue. I mean, come on. Yeah. Calm oh, the fuck down. Should, yeah, we should probably get to that when we talk about, you know, how stuff's changed later. But, man, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get but to, I mean, I like, it's, it, it's the first issue, and one thing that the comics have never been able to do that the movies have done, I think, because of Chris Evans, is make Cap likable and interesting. Mm-hmm. I know he's some people's favorite character. Brubaker helped, though. Brubaker he, did help. He helped a lot, yeah. but it wasn't until that run in 2004 that I think you had anything that was really, like, make made cap interesting and likable yeah he was kind of yeah the super he literally was the superman of the marvel universe he's kind of dry right kind of like oh let's do the right thing all the time i'll also oh, say oh, for oh. our generation that was the case because i know for a damn f- fact that there are a, a bunch of storylines that have happened in the 70s and 80s uh, that you know were really gripping and captured the heart of the perhaps the which way am i going to go Captain America. I mean, obviously the Richard Nixon storyline. Uh, hey, yeah, we got that too. We got that when Cap didn't know if he was going to be man or wolf. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and then they did it to Falcon. <laughs> the fuck was that? Hey, that was '90s nostalgia all the way. We, we all, someone someone missed the '90s. Yeah, we also so had dumb. Rob Liefeld's Captain America, which you know, let's not even bring that up further than me mentioning that it existed. But side, yeah. Boob. We, we, we did we did have Mark Wade's cap also uh, in the in the early uh, 2000s which was damn good but uh, they editorial stopped that from happening any further than it really should have so mm-hmm. yeah that's a problem uh let's let's actually let's touch on Black Panther a little bit because I'd say he's probably the most prominent character that was introduced in this other than the villain Zemo perfect Black Panther absolutely perfect I mean Everything I wanted out of T'Challa, I got on the screen. Like, he he felt regal, he felt determined, and he also felt conflicted because, you know, in this we have the death of his father, T'Chaka, and yet he's immediately flung into what should be the role of a king, but he feels like before he can take that on, he has to get vengeance for his father, and, you know, he thinks it's going to be found by getting rid of the soldier but you know big shock it wasn't him but i i freaking loved black panther in this brent agree agreed yeah I, I, have you have you read a lot of black panther nope okay all right just hud- anything i read was reginald hudlin oh you poor baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you wind up getting unlimited dude you got you got to read some priest i mean I, i've looked at the priest trades that they were all on sale or something uh, like that when the movie came out on comiXology yeah i just don't like texiera that's fine he, he the art at least in the first couple preview pages and i even went to the issues and looked at that shit and i was like uh i've yeah. never liked mark texiera i don't know if i can get over it he's not he's not in it for the long haul though 
Teixeira, I, I mean, Texiera only really does the first, I think, 12, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know. I, I looked at a lot of the volumes and issues and stuff, and it looked like they didn't have very good artists. I know people like Texiera, for mm-hmm. one, but other than that, like, the covers look amazing, but yeah. uh, the interior art just isn't grabbing me, so... Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I know, I know you're more of an art person than you are a, a writing person half the time, so that's that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But I mean, I'd still say like if you're if you're willing to you know let it go, <laughs> art wise, give give the writing a shot and let me know what you think. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, even if you, even if you just wind up getting like unlimited for a month or something like that, like read like yeah. six or seven issues and right. see how it goes. I mean, for fuck's sake, uh, Chris Priest wound up finding a reason to uh, incorporate the Jack Kirby like happy pants black panther as as he put it the technicolor has nothing to do with anything else black panther ever jack kirby run because that was when marvel was like yeah jack you can do whatever you want continuity be damned mm-hmm. back yeah, in those that uh, was mid- the, like the bright green and uh very kirby de- yeah very kirby designed yep. i will say right. the uh the cgs spotlight on black panther did get me interested but- oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know that a lot of that stuff probably reads like Chris Claremont. So yeah, I don't know that I could get through that. Actually, <laughs> God bless I, Chris Eberly. Yeah, I, I I'm more interested in it now after after listening to that. I'll I'll say that much. But Raph, what'd you think of Black Panther? He was absolutely perfect. You, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, he is everything I imagined he should be. Mm-hmm. And so I I've I've heard of Chadwick Boseman's work plenty of times like i i never i have still haven't seen 42 i've you gotta see 42 you gotta see 42 yeah i know as a baseball fan so underrated get on up was fantastic yeah and so i've heard all these things so i was very very optimistic but man he even blew my expectations away yeah i thought because i mean i don't know i don't know if i can even critique it i mean he 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 was regal he was he he was in control of himself he was powerful he was angry i mean he when you know he he exuded all the characteristics that t'challa has in the comics except for maybe the only thing is like he i didn't get the sense that you know uh that he outsmarted everyone Hmm. all the time i mean you know he did have the upper hand a lot of times but i feel like i don't like when he got captured by by the uh, by the German special forces, yeah. I thought maybe the you know comic T'Challa would have been like, oh, I'm out of here, guys. Nope, you can't <laughs> catch me. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I mean, I, I but get that's, what it that's today's for. Black Panther. That's that's you know, I've been a king for years. Black right, Panther. exactly. So yeah. this is a younger Black Panther. This is a guy who's just starting out as king and and Black Panther. So I'm like I, like I said, like it's really 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 minor. This is just me being a comic book oh, fan yeah. who's no, dude, come on, Black please. Panther for like 15 years. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the Marvel I think Marvel the the thing that they've done the best is is with the casting. I mean, uh mm-hmm. the storylines are great, but the casting is so spot on. Downey is Iron Downey is Iron Man, Chris Evans is Captain America, Chris Hemsworth is is, is pretty much Thor. And and Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa. I bring in Martin Freeman too. Yeah, Martin Freeman was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. That did not seem like Bilbo Baggins to me at all. <laughs> like I was just expecting Bilbo or like Watson. I was just like, come on, hit me with it. No, he was no. barely in it. What he, a waste. He he was barely in it, but they at least established the character. I, mean, so I hope he a, has a big role in uh, Black Panther. He's going. He should. 
Yeah. Because he, he's huge in the priest run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he's the liaison, but he's a little more goofy in the uh, in the comics. I, so, so, I don't know. I, I don't want to spend the whole episode on Civil War because it's a month old and I feel like 10 other podcasts have done it. No, so. I know. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Spider-Man was great. Spider-Man was awesome. Spider-Man was the best Spider-Man. Best 20 minutes of Spider-Man was better than like the last, you know, five Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Poor Andrew Garfield was like, why the fuck couldn't I have been on that contract? <laughs> right? Seriously, I feel Even bad. though he's still really, really old, should be Spider-Man. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's our, he's around our age. He's older he's, than me. He's 31 yeah, he's, or 32. He, yeah, he, so I'm, I'm 32, so, so I'm, he's I'm, about I'm my 32, age. yeah. Yep, he's about your age, too. Yep. Yeah, uh, let's let's touch. Uh, you you had a problem with Zemo. What was your problem, Brent? I didn't have a problem with Zemo. I didn't have a problem with Zemo. I, th- I thought you were saying that uh, that you thought his uh, motivations weren't uh, as awesome as I thought they were. No, I thought they were fine. Okay, cool. Right, I just good. don't think he's the best Marvel villain. I still think Loki is it. That's that's fair. Yeah, there Loki's were like one and two way for more me. to do. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. he and Tom Hiddleston has really run away with Loki. Like, although really. if if you like Zemo, the actor's name is Daniel Brühl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to see another Chris Hemsworth movie directed by Ron Howard. Drive. No, something it's so good. It's by it's about the rivalry between Nikki Lauda and that's who uh, Daniel Brühl played. Oh huh. shit! Uh, yeah, I know. I know the movie you're talking about. It's just it's 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 on the tip of my tongue. And I can't Rush. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Rush. That was the one that like everybody thought was going to be nominated for Academy Awards that year, and it got completely snubbed. Yes, that movie is fantastic. Hemsworth okay. is fantastic. Daniel Brühl is fantastic. Ron Howard directs the shit out of that movie. He's fantastic. Go see that movie. Give it a shot. It's really good. You know, my brain just tried to think about like what would happen if. Ron Howard wound up directing a Marvel movie. Like I don't. I'm know trying to think. He, I'm trying to think which one he'd be good for. Huh. Oh, uh, it. Ooh. Be. I mean, it would. It would be pretty damn awesome. I mean. I mean, hell, I'm. I'm. I'm really happy that we got Ryan Coogler coming in for Black Panther. I mean, that's going to be freaking sweet. But yeah. I feel like he would need one that's a little more, like, more cerebral. cerebral. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Not just like a. Not like a action movie, like a little not not necessarily a no action, but like less action. If they if they ever did wind up doing Inhumans, maybe maybe right, that's like how we get um, Tom Hanks to play Namor. <laughs> <laughs> you oh that 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 got announced like literally like two or three hours ago. Joe Casada said that the rights to Namor are back with Marvel uh, Cinematic. No, that was announced last week when the podcast came out on the podcast feed. Oh, really? It just got it on the YouTube feed today, and people started paying attention to it. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So I'm a subscriber to the podcast feed and the YouTube channel because Who's sometimes one's Marvel's? quicker than the other. Uh, Batman on Batman. Oh, okay. With okay. Kevin Smith. Gotcha. Okay. Which is a great show on YouTube. Great podcast. Yeah, I'll check it out. Kevin Smith does great interviews. Um Definitely worth checking out. His older, oldest episodes are like one-on-one interviews with Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Frank Miller, Kevin Conroy, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really good in-depth how they got to where they were, insights behind it. It's great stuff. I went, I went to a live recording comic book club uh, right before I left for San Francisco, and I got to take a blurry photo with the Riddler from Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Why? Oh, I mean, fuck Gotham. Uh, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm four episodes behind. I can't bring myself to watch the Azrael episode. But the 
dude, the as the Azrael shit was actually pretty damn cool. I, st- I still have problems with Gotham's timeline, and all the villains will oh, be so dude, don't old even and gray haired like, by the time he becomes tr- Batman. Trust me, I I am of the idea now, and others have theorized this, and I completely agree with it. Is that we're never gonna get a Batman in this universe? Just be okay it's with the fa- yeah. It, 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 no, it's not even Smallville. It's it's a Gotham where you don't need a Batman. You know, it's 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 Commissioner Gordon's show, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, you know. But the Order of Saint Dumas, I think they did actually they, they did a pretty cool job with that, and then and then the Court of Owls also is being. Uh, oh no! In. They were ruining that too. They're not ruining shit. I enjoy <laughs> the show. Okay, I'm like <laughs> like Fish Mooney's better than Legends of Tomorrow. It is way better than Legends of Tomorrow. See, I haven't even started Legends of Tomorrow. The the negative Ugh. reviews have turned me off. Here's what you so. do, Raph. Ignore everything but the Jonah Hex episode and the finale, and you're good. We that have Jonah Hex episode was where I turned off because I saw the guys in paintball masks and paintball vests yeah. being the future soldiers from the Time Masters, yeah. and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> all right, fine then. The second to last episode and the finale. That's that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, watch the beginning and then skip to the last two. Yeah. You're done. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. It sounds like uh it, it was uh it sounds like they just didn't have the budget to really do what they wanted to do. No story. Yeah, absolutely not. Well you know what? We're spoiling things on this, so why not did you did you watch the finale of Flash, Raf? Yes. Okay, all right. Well then oh, God, uh, yes. the finale of Legends of Tomorrow furthers the whole where they're going next. Justice Society of America. I figured. Yeah. Uh our, our man shows up. Yes. I oh yeah, okay. I heard about no, that. Suits shows up. <laughs> oh man! Our man. wait, wait, wait. Patrick wait. J. Adams from Suits. Yeah, Suits is our man. Yes, he is. Oh Young man! Suits, okay, that's Harvey. it. Yeah, Le- Legends. Yeah, yeah. The 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 kid that lies. Yeah. Um, so so um, watch watch the, the watch the premiere and watch the last two episodes. That's all you freaking need. Oh yeah. So, so I didn't realize this, but because I haven't watched the Spirit, but Harvey is the Spirit. Yep. Yeah. That. I didn't because I I tuned out the trailers when I, whenever they came on, hey. so I never really paid attention. Give me a tie, and it better damn well be red. I mean, I know the line. I just never listened to the voice. So, <laughs> I, I, that that was a revelation for me when I saw that. So, yeah. start throw that out there. Yeah, the the problem with Legends of Tomorrow is that it never meant anything. Right. Okay. Like I was I was talk me and Jim talk about these shows constantly at work, mm-hmm. and the thing I told him with Legends of Tomorrow is like it doesn't make any sense because they go back in time. And you never see the timeline change. Yeah. So what's going on? And then you get to the third episode, spoilers, the Time Masters are like, oh, all of this was preordained. We were maneuvering you. So it's kind of like that feedback loop in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. It was always meant to happen that way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of which, do you think that Arrow's timeline is going to wind up changing with Flash's timeline? I I don't know. I I kind of would like to to have them have a season of him as mayor. Because yeah. I I really like that one year later run in the comics, right. but I don't know how they're gonna do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if all the series are gonna jump or if it's just Flash. Yeah, because I feel like by the mid season finale of Flash season three, he's gonna gonna have to go back to that moment in time where his mom gets attacked. Oh yeah, and be the Flash in white that tells Barry to stop. Right, and then the second half of the season will be something else. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was quite literally screaming at my television. You idiot! What are you doing? <laughs> I, I was I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, like that that finale. And me and Jim are in agreement on this. Was kind of a letdown. Let's race, Barry. Yeah, 
run, Barry, run. Yeah. I'm the candy man. J- Jay Garrick was the best part of that uh, that final episode. Yeah. Yeah, and he has his um, New 52 Earth 2 outfit. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. And a helmet. Yeah, and the helmet. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Civil War before we transition? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, five out of five would visit again. Yeah. The, actually, the only other thing about Civil War that I will wind up bringing up is I look forward to seeing how this is going to be resolved. That's it. You know, whether it be in Infinity War or whether it's brought up before that, I'm looking forward to it. And Doctor Strange better be good. Okay. Uh, I will say that in Shield, unlike uh, Winter Soldier, where they actually did a plot line around it, yeah, it was kind of like when Age of Ultron came out, and they were like Ultron, Trastakovia. Oh shit! <laughs> in Shield, it was. The Sokovia Accords were signed. Captain War, Captain America tries something else. Oh, shit. And then they were like, back to Hive. Yeah. We're well, going to get um, Brett Dalton. They, um, uh, what's his, Nathan Petrelli came by and he was like, you got to show me your inhumans and what they can do so we can register them or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah that was one episode. Okay. Yeah. It was, no, no, it was like half an episode. Half an episode. I have like four or five episodes to watch, but it's going to be on Netflix and like, two weeks anyway so i'll wind up catching up there because i took it off the dvr like i just i don't actually care that much anymore about agents of shield but i, I still want to catch up now First that we know bad. it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. yeah you can binge it like anything else yeah all right cool that works shit man i still have like i still have two episodes of daredevil to watch i'm, I'm hoping supergirl comes on netflix before season two so i can watch that it might now now that it's cw, it's CW yeah. i mean i know if it's cw it'll be on hulu but i, I have not watched any of season one yet four-way crossover <laughs> come on at man least we don't have to at least we don't have to buy a book and then collect extra miniseries that we don't usually get you know like that's that's the beauty of tv and movie crossovers you don't need to spend the extra money yep hey speaking of of uh, crossovers and speaking of books that came out dc rebirth Number one or number zero, whatever number it was. Number it was one. one. It was. It was number one. Okay, I, I, it's hard to keep track. The very last book we're gonna see written by Jeff Johns for quite some time, but this was the reset. This uh, the basically the oh god, we fucked up by not having Legacy be part of the DC universe. But wait, it was the plan all along, and and that's what this this issue sets up is where where we're going after this. And this was the best issue of a DC comic I have read in the last five years. Well, you have not been reading Scott Snyder's Batman run, so I, you are forgiven, sir. I I am not. Uh, I will wind up reading it eventually. In fact, not. I'll just I'll just get the now. Well, no, Raph. I might just wait to to get it from a BPL because I think they have all the trades. Or Brent. Yeah. Oh, or, okay. or Brent. Yeah. I I I, mer- I finally merged my Amazon account. By the way, I did too. Yeah, so uh, you know it's a I little had bit. To. It's weird. Yeah. I know it is. It is weird. But oh, you know what's even weirder? R- remember when they had that glitch and there was the free copy of Watchmen and Ninja Turtles that wound up being released on on Amazon? Uh, vaguely, neither one of those is in my Comicsology library because it was a glitch. But I can uh, still read ooh. it on Amazon. But, but I don't. Not I don't but not on comic. But not on Comicsology. Yeah. But, that's oh, that's yeah. Uh, well, although I do have the volume of Deadpool that I got for free from seeing uh, Deadpool in the theater, so that was cool. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, Rebirth. I'll go with the big DC people first, and then I'll talk about it. Brent, as someone who has regularly been reading DC comics even after all this kerfuffle, 
where do you think we're going? And did you like it? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Better than the last five years? or uh, Like I said, I've been maintaining that Scott Snyder's Batman, Jeff Johns' Justice League, mm-hmm. have been the only two books kind of worth reading yeah. over the last five years um, after that initial shuffle of stuff. So, you know, the best, uh, pretty close. Justice League 50 was really, really good. Okay. The whole Dark Side yeah. War shit it was really good. It was amazing. <laughs> There's a high possibility of me just buying issue 50 just to read that and, like, no, catch up eventually. No, it won't make any fucking sense. Yeah. No, you, okay. you'll be so You need lost. the whole thing. Okay. All right. I think the trade's available for order. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I mean yet again, it might just be something I wait for from the library because the – I think BPL winds up getting most DC trades eventually. The first, I think the first trade is out. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of wish... I don't mind comic book spoilers, so when they did come out, I did look. Mm-hmm. So, and I did kind of, like, cock my head, like, huh? When you found um, out that Watchmen was the sled? Yeah. <laughs> Watchmen. I don't really know how I feel about it. I'm fine with it, I guess. We'll see where it goes. Um, it certainly was the best comic in a while. I don't know how the continuity is going to work. And certainly the the rebirth issues that have come out, I bought everything but Green Arrow that came out. So I bought Batman, Superman, and Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. plural. Yeah. How was that? It's fine. It just sets okay. up that um, they're going to face off against the Red Lanterns, which we knew. Right. Hal comes in and is like, you guys are going to be partners. Tough shit. Work together. <laughs> and then Atrocitus' narration kicks in. And he's like, I'm going to get that. Muhahaha. Is, is Kyle I, in it at all? I miss, no. I miss Kyle. Mm, he's not in it. Oh. I think he'll be in the They other. do mention him. They okay. do mention him. Yay. And um, there's some interesting things with another lost guardian. I don't know how the, where that's going to play into. God. How many he's lost guardians a, are there at this point? He's, he's got a box. <laughs> What's in the box? He's got a box, and he opens the box, and it's a rainbow. Okay. <laughs> so it has so something was... to do with something. It has something to do with gem or rainbow maybe, bright or perhaps Maybe there's the... a rainbow lantern ring. My Little Pony, perhaps? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. The Batman one was, like, really, really passable. I was really disappointed with it. Really? It doesn't set up anything. It doesn't set up Detective Comics, which I think is possibly the best idea ever. Mm. Batman yeah. training all these younger people mm-hmm. and Clayface somehow. Yeah. And Azrael apparent the new Azrael makes an appearance in this Detective Comics. Like I'm into that. I'm into that. So doesn't set that up whatsoever. I, I just like that Tim is back in pretty much his old outfit only with an extra R on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, um so uh, but Batman I think I don't know if it's set up for the Batman book. Not really. Um it didn't I don't set up know Gotham. if it's set up with All Star Batman either. Okay. It's just kind of like, here's an issue of Batman. He's got the yellow outline around his chest. Owen, the black kid, gets a yellow costume. Right, and no the real Robin kid. He becomes Robin. That's the only thing nope, they really he's say. not a Robin. He's not a Robin. Oh, okay. He yeah. says, I'm not, you're not Robin. I'm doing something different. That's Doesn't right. He's his code name, but gives part. him an ugly yellow suit. Yeah, it's so, not a good suit. It's another bird. I know that. It's just not Robin. He'll be the canary. No. Oh, well, one of the future Sweetie stories, Bird? they wound up saying his name at one point, and I think that's the name they're sticking with. I don't know if this was Future's End or whether this was something else, but... The, the- so, that that was kind of disappointing. The best one that I read out of the three that have co- four that have come out, 
I didn't read Green Arrow, was the Superman. Mm-hmm. Directly yeah. deals with the fallout of New 52 Superman dying in his last issue, Superman 52, that came out the same week as Rebirth and Justice League. Um, I read that just to see how he died. Okay. Basically, but you don't, need to, you don't need to read that to read Superman Rebirth number one. All right. Just go in knowing that he died. There's this other old 52 Superman in a black costume with a beard. Right. And they basically established that new 52 Superman's not coming back. And you kind of go from there. At least not anytime well, soon. Well, okay, so. No, right. Or not I as s- Superman. Because apparently there's another Clark Kent running around. Maybe he does. I don't know. Raph Spill. Let me go back to on the Superman stuff a bit because I th- so as the other DC guy here I've I so I agree that that Snyder's Batman and John's Justice League have been really good but the Gene Lun Yang um, and I think Peter Tomasi and uh, Greg Pak's Superman books have been really good yeah it, no. it, it, it was it was Tomasi and and Gene Yang because Gene Yang's doing the new Superman, Superman, new Superman, and uh, Tomasi's doing no, Superman. No, I, I disagree. Tomasi did a good job on Superman Wonder Woman. Good book. I did like the Greg Pak stuff, but Gene Lun Yang starting this whole truth nonsense bullshit. I'm sorry. No, you didn't like it. No, because I thought I thought the stories that his stories were maybe not the best. I think the the Pak stuff was stronger. Yes, obviously. But, uh, man, but that run actually got me. So I'm not. I love Superman. We all know this, but I've never really warmed up to New Fifty Two Superman. I just because he 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 just didn't. You know, I don't have that familiarity with him. Like Mm -hmm. I've I've read all fifty two issues of both books, but I never really connected with him. No, you know what it is. You know what it is, Raph. Uh, It's it's what everybody always says is that each jumping on point is also a jumping off point. Right. So I but I never jump off because I'm a hardcore loyal DC fan. Right. You know that may be to my detriment, but <laughs> anyway, the point is so. Um, just to recap, how the New Fifty Two Superman dies. He between the Dark Side War stuff, between the Justice League stuff, where he fights Rao, and also the losing his powers and then gaining powers through Kryptonite. His body has been overwhelmed and taxed and poisoned, and it's giving out on him. So, and the last run with Tomasi kind of illustrates him like trying to he accepts the fact that he's going to die he's telling supergirl diana bruce everyone that he can you know to you know do what you have to do i want this done i want that done meanwhile a piece of him gets combined with uh like this like energy blast and it hits this paroled criminal and he starts to think he's clark kent superman Mm -hmm. and then that guy kind of messes up clark's life while he's trying to fix everything and he also knows about the pre-flashpoint superman and it outs him and then they all come together to stop this guy and they Clark, both Clark's identity is still known by everybody at this point right yes right. Clark, new 52 superman is publicly known as clark kent yeah all right so and the pre-flashpoint superman is is hiding out as i don't know what i forgot the first name he uses but he's using perry's perry white's last name I, wasn't it like Jonathan White or something like that? Jonathan or? White. I think yeah. it's Jonathan. No, his son is Jonathan. Yeah. So I think he uses like... Clark White. Clark Ugh. White. I think it is Clark White. So okay. anyway, that... Terrible so name. It, <laughs> but what you, you, there's nothing you can... I mean, his name is Clark and dude's name is White. So anyway, they all come together. He dies. New 52 Superman dies in front of everyone. And that's where we leave off in Rebirth and you know everyone's dealing with the aftermath. Hold on. But, but before you say anything else... Yeah. 
I heard he turned to sand. Yes, it's yep. an homage to that 70s Superman story where like that Superman clone is right. running around, kryptonite Superman is running around and he dies and he becomes sand. Homage so think, or explanation? Because So here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if you remember in Rebirth. Yeah. But there's that voice that tells Lois and Clark that they are not what they seem. Mhm. So maybe they're not our Superman and Lois. Yeah. That's, that's Maybe they're not Flashpoint Superman Lois. That's what I was trying to grasp in my head. Uh, because if ten years were really stolen, right? Which is which is you know taken from Rebirth, and at least you know Clark and Lois during Convergence, like they're supposed to be you know pre-Flashpoint Superman. Like okay, great. If they were taken from the timeline at that point, they are this universe's Lois and Clark. Timeline remnant. Yeah. That's that's it. Like the the Superman and Lois that this timeline tried to recreate are the are basically extras. Right. No, that's what Rebirth is saying. The the new fifty two Earth is Earth One. Right. And it's been altered radically, yeah. and it's affected the multiverse in a way we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what they're positing. It's the, it's just kind of really confusing because wouldn't that create see because alternate realities doesn't that create an alternate Earth? Yeah. But no, this is our Earth. But wait, it's supposed to be an alternate. You know, like it start then you start going crazy. Conversions complicated everything, and that's why I'm trying to theorize this because you know, yeah, we even got a a pre flashpoint. Uh, Wally West in that with his kids, and yet in Rebirth, there's the whole you know Wally West thing going on. So that's why. Did you, yeah. Did you read Multiversity? I'm not entirely done with it. I, I'm like two issues in. I, I have the I have the the hardcover collection. Okay, because that complicates things even further, mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell you because the the revelations that they make mm-hmm. are at the are in the last issue. Okay, yeah, don't don't spoil that for me because I'm actually I won't really say enjoying multiversity. Yeah, um, but if you try to take that and convergence and rebirth into account, <laughs> your head is going to explode <laughs> because no one agrees with they don't agree with each other. All right, they try to. I think I think Johns is trying to marry the two. But I'm not 100 percent on that even. I mean, look, like, look, guys. I mean, really, Brent, Brent. There's only one explanation for this. Hypertime. Boom. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Real quick on Superman Rebirth number one. They really tugged at my heartstrings because they what they did was they re. So Lana is trying to bury, trying to get Superman's ashes mm-hmm. um, from the memorial, and our Superman's there. I'm just gonna call him our Superman because that's my Superman. Right. Uh, as far as I know. He's he's he runs into her and she's like, "You were here to grab his ashes. What hipster are you doing?" Hipster Superman, right? Hipster so, Superman. Hipster Superman. <laughs> he's got a beard. He's got a. Well, he's oh, old my, though. Okay, no, you have a beard. You want to call yourself a hipster now, Brent? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's also, he's also unironic about everything. He's earnest. Yeah, he was even commenting how this new universe is different. It's more cynical, more darker. Um, but anyway, so. Lana's Lana's upset that um, Superman doesn't want her him to her to remove his ashes mm-hmm. because he thinks he's going to come back from the dead because right. it happened to him. Sure, and they recap 
death and return of Superman and just seeing all those scenes again and seeing the eradicator and seeing long haired Superman, not mullet Superman. He has a full, it's not business in the front party and back. It's all party. Okay. Doug Monkey basically summarizes death and return of Superman. And it just made me, and I had the death of Superman trade right in front of me at work too. And I was just like, it just made me like well up because I'm like, man, this is, this is my time. So this is pre 52 death and rebirth of Superman, right? Right. He's he's recapping his own death. I got you. To Lana. Okay. And then they finally make peace with the fact because they go to the fortress and try to find the regeneration matrix that he had. Uh They can't find it. It's not in the records. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist in this world. So he's just like, all right, I guess he's dead. I guess I'm going to take his Because Dr. Manhattan created this world without one. Yeah. So I, it's, it's just, so yeah, I mean, man, it it, it just tugged on all my heartstrings. Like they, they were like, hey, look. Raph's a hardcore Superman fan. Let's go under his brain and see what he wants. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was Electric Blue and Electric Red Superman. I, I swear to God, if they bring back Electric Blue or Electric Red Superman in any way, yeah, whatever that book is, whenever you, you ask me what the book of the year was, I will name that book and I don't care how bad it is. Hey. I mean, I mean, Te- technically, an energy version of Superman just killed Superman. So that's right. you know, so right. I, electric, electric blue yellow, just, yeah, electric yellow just killed Superman. You're not going to get electric and blue. Pika- Pikachu version of Superman. Doctor Manhattan <laughs> is like Super Saiyan, electric blue Superman. Oh God! So I mean, but but my point is, my point is, electric blue and red, and red Superman are terrible, and I'm the only person that likes them. They uh, <laughs> <We> are aware. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're you're also talking to the world's biggest Azrael fan right now. So hey, well, the world's second biggest. Still Azrael more respectable fan. than Electric Blue Superman. Yeah, that's no, true. totally. Because Azrael had a real run and he had a real story. Kyle Ma- I, Kyle Rayner's crab mask for the win, right here. All right. right. We, I mean, like we are the most hardcore late '90s kids, <laughs> I think that we know. Because- I'm I, I'm sorry, Ben Ben Riley said what what? <laughs> oh, Ben Riley Kane, oh. the Jackal. Man, I read that that entire Spider Girl run by the Falco just because yes, it did. just because it reminded me it existed. <laughs> yeah, that that I remember. That's one of the things we kind of we bonded on ten years ago. Yep. Nudge, nudge, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, let me let, let me. I, I'm trying to love you, softball. Oh, I know you are, dude. It's just, it's just, I, I haven't even talked about rebirth yet. So that's fine. Uh, let me. So, what did you think of it? Okay, so as someone who very publicly gave up DC Comics, except for like three or four convergence issues, and I still have the entire run of Lois and Clark sitting there waiting to be read, which I'm going to get to on my long pile of things eventually. Really good, by the way. I, I know it is. It's, it, I've heard very positive things about both the art and the writing. I mean, it, it's Lee Weeks writing it again, and Jer- I mean, sorry, uh, drawing it again, and, and Jurgen's writing, so it's bound to be good. And Dean Cain is a great underrated Superman. Uh, that, yeah, no. Um... <laughs> Uh, even even though he's now Supergirl's father, but that's another story. So well, you're talking about Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. No, I'm not. Uh, now the the thing about Rebirth that immediately got me is I'm a Wally kid, and I always have been, and that's that's my Flash. When they brought back Barry, I was disappointed because I felt like they were trying to renege a little bit on those years and years of character build 
that they, they did this. Lobby. They did the same thing with Hal Jordan, though. So you should have known it was coming. I knew it was coming, and I was yep. hoping it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> because again, I'm a Kyle guy, so of course I was pissed when Hal came back. Uh, same thing. Ha- yep. Same thing happened here with it with Barry. But the one thing that was missing from New Fifty Two was my Wally West, and I, I said this on the show plenty of times. I'll say it here again. I'm not against diversity. I just prefer when it's a new character and not taking a, a already existing character and changing the race. Like that was just that just didn't feel right to me. And what we got that's here, well, go ahead, Ref. What were you we gonna say? No, I mean that's fair. I mean, yeah. uh, I won't get into the to, to the internet rage storm that I was in the middle of a couple months ago, <laughs> but I can understand that point of view and I can respect that. Right, and, and that's all. That's also the, the difference between cinematic universe and and comics itself. Right. right, right there. You know, like I'm I mean, sorry. What internet rage storm did you get yourself into? Did I miss <laughs> our, this? You know what? Just, 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 just go ahead and recap real quick, and we can real we quick. Can go on. So yeah. I, Two I'm much con- contributed to Nerds of Color. I wrote an article suggesting that uh, there could be an Asian American Iron Fist on Netflix. Oh God. And- and I got oh man! So when when they announced Finn Jones, I got everything like yeah, whoever thought he should be Asian that clearly doesn't read comics. And I'm like, dude, I've probably read more comics in the last month than you will ever read in your lifetime. Do not talk down to me. <laughs> and people kept doing it. And I'm just like, dude, you do not know who I am. Yeah, clearly you're the juggernaut. And I just, yeah, I am the I am the juggernaut of comics, man. Come on now, you can't stop me. What what I what I will end this part of the conversation with is actually I would have been much happier with an Asian Doctor Strange than I would have been an Asian Iron. Yes, yeah, and that's fair. You know yeah. what? But you know what? He's Danny Rand is a blonde haired, blue eyed white guy. Yeah, it's okay that they made him a blonde haired, blue eyed white guy. Right. I'm not upset it's about part of that. His, it's, it's, just... part, it's part of his character. If they play it right I, and we still get Shang Chi that that kicks ass. I'll be perfectly okay. I just didn't like the fanboy snark where people were telling me I didn't know what I, I was it, talking dude. about. Yeah, you no, know, that's annoying yeah. as shit. No, uh, being talked down to is the worst thing that can yeah. happen to you. So I, yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so w- Wally, you know, again, they, they did that with Wally, was never really on board with it. They brought it into the TV show, didn't care because it's TV. They could do whatever the hell they want on TV. Right. But I still wanted my Wally. And. Now I get recognition that this character with all of his backstory, without, with all of his many, many years of baggage even, still exists somewhere out of time. And I was afraid that I would end the issue with them essentially closing the, the, the story on this Wally. You know, basically being like, you know, I'm a remnant out of time. No, I don't have my anchor. Oh, no. And then he dies by the end. But that's not the way they went. Instead, one of the most touching scenes in a comic in in my recent memory that I can think of was masterfully drawn by Phil Jimenez. And by the way, the uh, let me just straight up say that the art on this, so seamless, going Top from notch. Jimenez to, to Ivan Hayes to Doug Monkey, even though their styles are different. Hey, don't forget... Uh, uh, Brent's favorite guy. Which one? The guy that just oh, Ben Skyver. Ben Skyver, right? Yep. Ben Skyver. Yeah. I mean, even even going from that, like their styles are different, but I still felt everything in this issue was uh, had had a cohesion to it, like it all flowed. Um, that was one of the most touching panels with Barry reaching out, grabbing Wally's hand, pulling him out of the Speed Force before he could disappear, and then 
saying, you know, how could I ever forget you? I, I, I came pretty damn close to tearing up on that. And that does not happen very often, especially when I'm reading something. I, I felt like the entire issue, though, in many ways, was an apology. You could read it in Jeff John's voice for the issue was, look, guys, I'm really sorry. Bob Harris had more power than I really wanted him to. And he wound well, up recreating 90s Marvel here at DC. We apologize. Here's right. the thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that power structure works, actually, because really it's Dan and Jim at the top. Right. technically they're co-publishers. I don't know how where Jeff stands and all that. Well, I mean, now he's diff- it's different now, but yeah, he wasn't CC- – I don't think he was chief creative officer when New 52 started. No, he was not. No, he was so – I think – yeah. He was, he was a quote-unquote driving force, if I remember. Like he didn't actually have a title. Right, yeah. Um, you know, but you know, he, he was writing Justice League, so of course he could at least say where things were going to go. But he's not editor-in-chief like Bob Harris is. No. And even now, Bob Harris – is he still EIC, Bob Harris, or is he something else? I want to say yes. I don't think I've, I haven't seen a headline that said Bob Harris let go. So, but also realize we have not heard Bob Harris's name in the press in forever now. So I'm thinking they're waiting for his contract to run out. Yeah, or maybe. Well, I mean, let's face it. Before he was EIC of DC, he was EIC of Wildstorm. So really, he's got this hole in his back that that Jim Lee's arm fits in perfectly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, he hasn't done like any interviews basically whatsoever. Yeah. Since he took a, maybe since. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. He's, a, he's not a real yeah. person. He's a. Dan and Jim, Dan and Jim, a, Dan and Jim. Puppet. He's just a puppet. He's, he's a puppet. Uh-huh. He's a literal puppet. He's not a. You, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I am a puppet. But, but, from, but from, from what I saw, he had a lot more input in New 52 starting up than he does now. And this was Jeff John saying, all right, guys, my bad. Let's let's bring back the legacy. That's what made DC what it was from the start. Let's recognize that. Let's bring back Ted Cord. Oh my God, they brought back Ted Cord. Let's bring back Ryan Chow. Okay, what what, Ryan what, Choi. The hell, what the hell was this bullshit about the beetle being magic and not um, alien? It used to be magic. The Reach was the best age. thing about that first series. I agree with you. And it was the so, best thing about Young Justice season two. Yeah. Why are we getting away with it, getting rid of that? Why? Maybe they're magic now instead of alien. Like uh, they're magic aliens as opposed to like alien aliens. I, 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 I will read it to support yeah. my Jaime, Jaime Reyes. Yeah. But I just wanted to just, t- just uh, let loose my displeasure. I, I get it, True. dude. I think there's more than what we're being told. I think it's probably a combination of both. Like it, it's very possible that the Reach may be utilizing magic for the actual construction of the of the scarabs, that might be where they're going to go. They're not going to. They're not going to basically say the reach never happened because come on, Keith Giffen's writing this new title, so it's not like Keith Giffen's going to say fuck it to everything that he wrote. I hope. I yeah, hope. let's hope. But either way, Ted Cord back as a mentor. I don't know if they if he was ever even Blue Beetle, uh, but you know he he's wearing a costume, wasn't he? It's sort of. Yeah, he was he was sort of wearing it, but a, a different Blue Beetle than the one we get in Justice League 2001, obviously, because that's a whole another bag. But yeah, Ryan Choi's back. Let's hear you woo about that for a little Ooh. bit. There you go. 
Cassandra uh, Kane's back. Cassandra Kane's back, yes. Uh, and, I mean, hell, basically basically every character that I wanted back except for Khan is back. I would like for there to be another Superboy right out there somewhere just to complicate matters even further and have, have my Khan L back. But I can't win oh, them all. Oh, man. So the I'm okay Con with that. and John show? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yes. And we have uh, Damien turn 13, so he can officially be a Teen Titan. <laughs> that, was, right. that, was, that was really cheesy, but I, I enjoyed it. It I really was. But it goes with the whole 10 years of missing time thing. Right. You know? Uh, like, how the hell does Batman have a, have a son that's so old? Like, oh, yeah, right, because we didn't see 10 years. So that's, that's part of it. I... Again, this 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 issue worked for me on so many different levels, and I feel like I'm gonna have a reason to be paying attention to DC again, except for the epilogue. The epilogue could potentially be one of the most confusing things that DC has ever actually brought in. Trying to combine the whole Watchmen thing, and even. You know, before Watchmen, which four people read. I mean, seriously, there are still dollar issues of many before Watchmen titles sitting in bins. Oh, no. What, you think people are, are, are reading Moloch? Are you no, kidding me? Um, <laughs> the, the one issue, so there's an issue the, of There's an issue Dr. of Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan, yes. That's going I, for 50 bucks. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. That one issue. Not anything else. Well, before before this, it was it was still a dollar. So yeah, right, exactly. Because now they're going to try and make that matter. But yeah, to try and work in the Watchmen in this way, you could very easily fall into overexposure with this, and you can really muddle things. You can really muddy the waters a lot, and I hope they avoid that. Again, I turn it to you, DC Masters. What say you on the whole Watchmen integration? And for that matter, do you even think that they are the ones behind this, or is it just a red herring? Brent? No idea. None whatsoever? No, no clue. Okay. But I, what I, do, are you positive about even the idea of moving Dr. Manhattan into a role of, you know— that the giant big giant hand of I'm not one of those guys that rails against anything that anyone tries to do. Right. So I will I will we'll see where it goes. Okay. That's positively that, optimistic. That is probably the most even handed that you have ever been on this show and I applaud you for it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily that's I, know, sh- I know. I'm 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 overdoing it, but it's it, it I'm I, it's it's refreshing to hear because I you know, I I live on the internet. Raf. <laughs> Two things. One really uh if they don't end up it, those hands don't end up being Dr. Manhattan Finish multiversity because I think there's a possibility in there again. Okay, um, that's why I've, I th- that's why I brought it up in the first place. Mm-hmm. The second thing is the yes, it could be very tricky. It could be ugly. It could be, ter- it, but the the positive is, um, I think they said they're not paying this off for another two years. That's a lot of time to really work it work it out. Okay, figure out what's going on. Do you, you think know? Jeff Johns is going to write this in two years? Probably because I think, I mean, Justice League debuts what next year? Yeah. And then um, we got a couple movies here after that. I'm pretty sure Jeff's work right now with the movies is pretty, it's very, very hands-on because mm-hmm. he's trying to, you know, get a director for, he got, just got a director for Flash. I mean, he's trying to 
changed the tone of the DCEU um, a bit. So I, he's obviously very busy, and that that's totally fine. I, I I was a little upset when I heard that it was going to take two years to pay off, but I get it. Yeah, it actually is for the better because it because since he's not writing all the books in Rebirth, mm-hmm. it gives the writers time to breathe a little bit, let them tell their stories, and then Jeff can come back, let's say a year or a year half and a half from now, and go, okay, so you guys did this. I kind of want to do this. Let me see if it still works. Okay, this works. This works. This doesn't work. Let's. Okay, I'm going to do this with with the whole thing, and then let's go. Yeah. So it 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 gives us time to enjoy Rebirth for what it is, and then, you know, it, because I think as fans, we all we all want to know everything right now. We want to know how things work. We always we always do that. That's that's yeah, we have, the we have nature no patience. of fans. Come on. Right. Stopping to smell the roses is probably the best thing right now because. It allows us to appreciate the DC Universe again. Yeah, We're, we can enjoy Rebirth. We mm-hmm. don't have to go. Well, I don't know. I don't get how Doctor Manhattan the the to the universe. He's not. What Earth is he from? <laughs> we don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Let's read Superman Rebirth. You know, let's read Superman. Let's read Batman. Let's see where they go. Yeah. Oh wait, they dropped a little hint there. That's kind of cool. But okay, let, what's this Batman story about? It takes. They gave us this big reveal, but they're not taking away from the DC Universe by making it all about. The, the Watchmen reveal. They're making it about the characters. Which and is, at this which point, is important. Yeah. Right. We need to fall in love with these these books again, and they know that, and I think that's a really smart move by them. Because, I mean, you, the, the Watchmen thing is, is the, oh, oh, shit, I gotta get this book. Yeah. But now we have books that are gonna be, hopefully, I mean, I can't say, I haven't read them all, I only read the, the Superman and the Batman Rebirth. Hopefully they're good. You know, like hopefully they, they do catch everyone's eyes again and they they do get back that market share and they do, you know, become they do make the big two mean something again. Yeah. Do you think it's been rough. Do you think the rest of the watchmen are already in the universe? Do you think that Mr. Oz is Ozymandias? That's a possibility. I'm pretty sure Rorschach's there. Okay. Do you think he's the question? Good question. Right? That is a good question. Did they show the question at all? Well, uh, any like Vic or Renee or anyone? They no. didn't do that, did they? Not not in That's... not in Rebirth, no, but but uh they did have that scene from I I forget whether it was Justice League or somewhere else where one of uh where they they first introduced the question and it's just this faceless man. Right, it's not even Vic. It's, right. it's just like this Oh yeah, he's one of the ancient people along with um Right. Uh, what's uh, the Spectre? I think. Yeah. No, Phantom Stranger and um, Pandora, which who they killed off. Right. And which, Pandora, yeah. who gets killed off in very much a Rorschach fashion. Yep. With the splatter and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, it. I really want to see. Like, I want to see where it goes. But you know, for the next two or three months, yeah. I want to see. I want to see Superman fight Doomsday. I want to see Gotham try to beat Batman. The I want to see at, Gotham, dude. Could easily be uh, Night Owl and uh, Silk Spectre. Yeah, that totally could be it. And then you know maybe Clayface is uh, his brain. Maybe his brain's been altered by, by Doctor Manhattan. Now that's why he's on. He's on the team. It's possible. Maybe you know there's t- there's so much stuff they could play with. Yeah, it's it's fun. This it, you know what it's DC, the DC universe is fun. Yeah, it's nice not knowing everything. That? Yeah, it's nice not knowing everything and. Which is funny because that was the whole point of New 52 is that you didn't know everything, but this is a more inviting not knowing everything, if that makes any sense. Wait, with that one, it was like, oh, you're doing that? You're yeah. doing that? Yeah. You, you, 
wait, that's canceled already? <laughs> wait, you're doing that? It, it was it was a lot of weird. It was really weird. I mean, the, let's face it. The, it, it like we were like it was not everyone was too thrilled about it in the first place, and then like there was really good stuff, and then there was some all right stuff, and then there was like really awkward times. You know, like like uh, when the whole thing with uh, Static Shock that happened, that was really awkward. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, you know, like 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 Ren said, there were good parts of it. You know, Justice League, Batman. Right. You know, it's not like it was all terrible, but it, they definitely needed to do this. And they definitely needed to refresh the slate. And and that's one of the things that I feel like with Rebirth and and Brent, uh, I'll I'll ask you for, to comment on this a little bit is. With with rebirth, like after after years now, and it, it is literally years of throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. There's actually a direction, you know. Like there aren't like twelve different uh, different initiatives fighting with each other to try and figure out which way they're going to go next. Well, like, hopefully, it it, it I, we yeah exactly. Hopefully, at least for the first couple months, we're, we're safe. I think right. Yeah, like I. I think let's that, get to year two. I think all of these titles are at least going to be given uh, maybe twelve issues to breathe at least, which would be a year. Oh right. wait, never mind. Double shipping. All right, six months. <laughs> well, the first arcs. Let's get yeah, like the the first arcs. Yeah, not everything is double shipping, right? It's uh, it's only some. It's books. only the big the right. like Wonder Woman, Batman, Batman Detective, Detective, Super. Okay, cool. Action. And does DC think- still do the whole thing where? digital issues get a buck cheaper after a month two months yeah two months okay all right see that i could do i could easily see myself waiting two months on books and then you know giving them a shot i can i can do that i mean fuck i'm, I'm gonna be waiting six months on a bunch of unlimited stuff so this is well hell i mean cakewalk two months will be four issues you, you'd, you'd have a pretty significant idea of where things are going yeah so yeah if they still keep that policy um you know, I kind of hope they do in some cases and they don't because mm-hmm. I do like seeing two Wonder Woman stories at a time. I don't I don't see I'm not I'm actually buy, I'm not buying all the titles I could be because I don't want I uh, my favorite titles are to all, all the twice monthly ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm I I didn't get Flash or Green Lantern because they're also twice monthly and right. I just kind of tapped out on that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I would I mean a perfect world I, I would get them all, but uh, I'm not made of money. <laughs> what what titles are you getting, Brent? I, I think I'm going to get most of the Rebirth issues that I'm interested in mm-hmm. and then go from there. I'm definitely going to uh, check out Batman, Detective, Superman Action. I don't know which Green Lantern ones. Um, I might just stick with the Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns when that comes out because mm-hmm. that's the one Vince Guyver's drawing, I think. Okay. <clears throat> um, Blue Beetle, I'll definitely read that one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll just see how, how the Rebirth ones set it up, I guess. We'll see how they go. I'm picking up – I think I'm definitely going to wind up picking up Titans for at least for a few yeah, issues. Just the to, book. Yeah, just to see where this winds up going. And, and it's Abnett. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that's bound to be at least good. I mean, I know that my my favorite Abnett books have been Abnett and Lanning, and they're no longer a team. So I'm – you know, who knows where this is going to wind up going you know, writing-wise. But uh, I, I've heard positive things about Titans Hunt – and I'll, I'll wind up checking that out uh, later down the road. But he wrote that, so that's, you know, at least in good standing for me as to where this is going to go next. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in Super Sons, too. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's nice about the Rebirth stuff is that 
it's two ninety nine an issue. Yeah. So it makes it easy for me to like be like, oh, I'll check this out, as opposed to Civil War two number one, which they wanted fucking four four or five bucks for. Yeah. I was and, like, go fuck yourselves. And you know what? Slight rant on that, real quick. Um, I'm not picking up Civil War. I'm making a stance here that it's not even just the money aspect of it. It's the fact that this feels way too much like marketing for me. And yeah, I get it. You got to have a Civil War movie coming out, so of course you want to have a Civil War book on the stands. Have you guys read it? No. I I, okay. I, have, I have not. I I, I love David Marquez, but I, I don't I don't want to support a book that's that's five dollars. I don't want to support a book right. because I know what happened in it already. I honestly don't want to support a book where the first thing out of the gate to make it matter, to make it feel like you're you're saying something, you need to kill off one of the most prominent women in the Marvel universe and one of the most prominent black men in the Marvel universe. Right. Um women I wouldn't I wouldn't hold on to that just yet. Because I I read I, I read the last page of issue one. She's flatlining, but I don't think she's dead. Well let yeah. Let's like, ho- like, let's hope. Let's let's hope because Because here's the thing yeah. she's still really prominent, you're right, and she's also an A force. Yeah. I don't think they how would they you know like a Force is in the middle of another story, yeah, and it's a fairly high-profile book. I think um, Marguerite Bennett's on it, or yeah. G. Willow Wilson's on and it. And you know what? We've almost entirely given it away at this point, so fuck it. I'm just going to wind up saying it. And spoilers, fast forward if you don't want to hear it. She Hulk and Rhodey, okay? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Rhodey. So I. So it's funny because like everyone talks about the whole you know women in refrigerators thing. Yeah. They fridged Rhodey. Yeah. I know. Like. But the thing, but the thing is, I get why they did it because that's so. Here's my thing: Civil War Two is pretty much a combination of what the Mark Miller Civil War is and what the movie is. Yeah, it's a war between the entire Marvel universe, mm-hmm. but it's started off by a very personal conflict between a man whose best friend died and the girlfriend who got his best friend killed. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. The, so it's like it's got that more personal aspect that the movie does, but it's still like a line wide, everyone's taking sides thing, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Like I so I read it. Um, it's interesting, like what they're doing, but I kind of feel like Bendis is is putting himself in a hole here because it. I mean, you you got a fortune teller. Yeah, there's only a couple ways that can end. Well, and, and the other part of it too is this is the first time that I've genuinely felt like Marvel went to. Bendis and said we need it we need a story as opposed to Bendis saying to Marvel I have a story it, I just don't it understand like they're they're doing a um a, like an event every six months yeah there's no lapse time between events anymore right well uh, it, the Marvel Universe is constantly in quote-unquote upheaval but it seems like nothing in these upheavals stick yeah well, here's the thing. Um, a couple of months ago, when they did the All New or Different, uh, when that was getting ready to launch... And we're getting another Marvel now! Crackle, yeah, crackle, so, crackle. Or, or, uh, or maybe we won't, because now the now is shattered, so maybe that means we're just getting back to Marvel. Uh, Sana, Sana, was it one of the editors there, I forget who it was, 
did an interview and they said basically Marvel's sticking to this season format where you get stories yeah. for a year and then they change the status quo and mm-hmm. then another year and then they change the status quo. Right. So, I mean, if it hasn't hurt them yet, I mean, they've been doing this, I think they've pretty much been doing this since, since the original Marvel now, right? I yeah. mean, it's been kind of like that for like three years now. Yeah. It hasn't hurt. They're still number one. I mean, but, people but it, but are ex- still getting into it. Yeah, but exactly what, what I said earlier about New 52 being a jumping off point as much as a, as a jumping on point, uh, the price point and all that shit, I'm, I'm jumping off. Come September, more than likely, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait the six months for unlimited. I'm gonna pay my one hundred dollars a year uh, to get plus, go to a panel, get a cool box, and wind up waiting six months to read stuff because I got enough shit piled up to begin with. I could probably wind up reading all that stuff for a year and still be happy with myself. This is what they're presenting to me. They're giving me an opportunity to jump off, and I'm probably gonna take it. That's that's you know what's funny. That's so, it. What's so up? I actually might be in the same boat as you because. Yeah. So here's the thing. So back when I worked at Midtown, I had the benefit of a 30 minute lunch break and a 10 minute break, and I also worked on the blog there. So I read a lot of comics while I was at work. And a free program. Yeah, and a free program. It was tasty every time. <laughs> Never screwed it up. Um, I read 120 books a month, at least Jesus. at Midtown. For I, free. For well, no, I I still bought like forty to sixty books. So you know my regulars, you know the, the, the books I will never give up. You know the action, Superman, Batman, Justice League. I still read those religiously. I bought them. I took them home with me. Right. I don't do that. You know, like I I've got so much stuff to do nowadays that I don't want to. You know, spend all my time reading comics. There's so no I, library where you work. There is, but it's all trades and like old previews like previews archives and so like this so we, mm, previews archives what the fuck so like yeah there's a there's a there's one they they archive the previews so a little a little bit inside baseball fridays we have a product meeting and they will have some of the books out and i will read some of them there but for the most part i don't read comics on my break on my breaks i mean i'm i'm actually trying to write my own stuff i, I write on my breaks now and I have a computer in front of me. I can go online and, and you know, put stupid stuff on, on the internet for right. like an hour. You know, like yeah. I, I don't have to, I'm not beholden to just reading comics. And I don't, I don't deal with comics anymore. I don't, I don't have to go to, a, I don't have customers coming up to me and go, hey, um, is this book any good? What do you recommend for my kid? Or anything like that. I don't do that anymore. I, I tell people, you know, hey, this toy looks cool. You should get it. Fuck people. I <laughs> know, <laughs> dude. I I miss it, dude. Like we um weeks like last week when like Cap and Rebirth. Well, I miss that, man. I miss having having the the fanboy anger in front of me or the oh my god, I love this so much. I I miss that. But the day to day, I I honestly don't like. I don't I don't miss being on my feet ten hours a day. I don't miss the same mundane conversations where someone like I don't miss um having to see a movie Thursday at midnight because even if I'm tired because someone will come in you know Friday morning and spoil it for me. You don't miss Will actually. I don't miss those parts. <laughs> I do miss like just the listening to fans talk about yeah. stuff. No, and I and I, I and get just that listening too, to my man. regulars go on. Yeah. That's why. Well, hey, that's why. That's why we got into podcasting, right? We we all get together. We talk about stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this this is for ten years. This this is the most outlet that I have. Like, I mean, I have some buddies of that still read comics and stuff, but I have other things that I do and 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 read and you know want to talk about now. Like, it's not just the the one thing that's always on my mind. 
which right. is which is you know it's called growing up. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of glad that I've diversified myself at least a little bit. Um, right. But and and this this actually transitions into into what we were talking about, uh, what we were going to talk about as our final topic here, uh, which we'll talk about for maybe you know, 10, 15 minutes, and then we'll wrap it up. Is uh, and, and yes, obviously you can tell at this point that Brandon is not here, but he just worked like two twenty-hour shifts. Like Jesus, in, like, like, that I don't miss. Yeah, exactly. He, I think he had like an eleven-hour and a ten-hour, so he's probably like passed out uh, on his bed right now. So I completely. Understand. I don't have to do those anymore. Yeah. So Brandon, Sorry, uh, Brandon, we're thinking about you, and congrats on your podcast launching on uh, iTunes. By the way, wait, which one? Uh, the Pop Culture Clash. Uh, no. So, yep. Yep. So you can you can get the last three episodes as of this recording of Pop Culture Clash on iTunes or any Android podcatcher that you want to. So, Amazing. so what was the name Corbin? Pop yeah, actually. That's that's what it's that's what it's called. Yep. Definitely Corbin. Yep. 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 Keeps you unite. You got it. Uh so uh <laughs> Oh pod fading. So at, at these past ten years that we've been sitting in our respective chairs talking about comics on a podcast a lot has changed and I want to reflect on that at least a little bit here before we wrap things up. Uh, how do you feel the medium has changed and how do you feel your, your passion about comics has changed in, in the past 10 years? Uh, how have you seen yourself change? I mean, Brent, you've gone through the most changes out of all of us. Um, it's my passion has certainly waned. I guess I don't devour them as, religiously or quickly mm-hmm. i will say uh, while we were talking or while raf was talking about superman and blah 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 i was on the comiXology site and um i did sign up for their i had one week of comiXology unlimited for free yeah and i just signed up for the next 30 days for free nice and i've already nice. read um the first two volumes of uh incorruptible sweet from mark wade which was good really service. really good mm-hmm. have you read a redeemable I just downloaded which one was it? With the bad guy, I wrote the one about the bad guy. Bad, bad guys, that's incorruptible. Yeah, bad guy. Uh, bad guy turned good is incorruptible. Uh, good guy turned bad is irredeemable. Okay, I've read the ir- ir- irredeemable. Gotcha. It's the Superman turned turned bad. Yes, yes indeed. Yep. Um, so I've read um, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of uh, Darwin Cook's The Hunter. Oh, uh, nice. They have one issue of that. Yeah. The first volume of Lazarus by Greg Rucka is on there. Sweet. Read that. That's really good too. First volume of Outcast by Kirkman, which has a new show uh, premiering. Mm-hmm. Read that. That was really good. So I'm going to read Fatal, Letter 44, Chew, Volume 1, Criminal, Volume 1, oh Fade Out, God. Manhattan Projects. I'm like diving deep into the indie comic stuff. It, that's for damn sure. I, I got I to gotta say, man, as somebody who used to have to like – Sit your ass down and chain you to a chair to read the indies that we would do for review <laughs> for review corner back in the day. It's about damn time. But you you never picked books books like these were not available. Let Chew. me just put it that way. We we reviewed Chew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we did. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I, I just I, I'm. It actually makes me happy because I've done the exact same thing, man. I mean, I, I've I've diversified on indies a lot since since we started recording this too. Is I've I've really started to embrace the fact that there's more than just superhero stuff out there. Right. So I, I guess I just wanted to take this moment about how comics have changed. I've talked about digital, and now with Comicsology Unlimited, 
not to add plug them or anything. I still think the service needs a lot of work. Yeah. But basically, it's it's five bucks a month. Um, I'm gonna try and see how many things I can read without paying. <laughs> <laughs> how many? Um, uh, well, how, how many volumes of each are there? Like, so basically, the way that it works is it's kind of like your local drug dealer. <laughs> like that whole thing. Okay. The first taste is free. Yeah. So a lot of times they have um, the first volume for free. So let's go to. Um, I have it. It's this site open. Let's go to Walking Dead and Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. two very well-regarded series. Right. Um, Walking Dead has the first two volumes for free. Okay. On Unlimited. So you can get them as a trade or you can get the single issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't uh, discriminate. But nothing past that so far. They may add them in the future. Right. Uh, Scott Pilgrim in color has the first two volumes on Unlimited. All right. So that's a $20 savings right there if you can – uh, speed through those right the boom series in irredeemable the good guy gone bad did i get it right yeah had the first two volumes okay empowered has the first two volumes uh incorruptible i assume they're probably same thing too do they have the first one first volume oh wow the one okay um there's a couple and uh, there's like whatever doesn't have a trade i think they do the first like issue or two too right right they also have a a lot the of entirety too, of Ian, I remember you were looking at Kill Shakespeare yes. issues one time at MegaCon. Mm-hmm. They have four volumes of that available. Oh, sweet. Damn. Um, nice. Thief of Thieves, Volume 1, Clone, Volume 1, Manhattan Projects. Those are the ones that I, I basically went through Oni and mm-hmm. Dark Horse and all their stuff just by publisher. Yeah. Because now that they have the big unlimited slash, just looked at things that were available. So I know Attack on Titan Volume 1 is on there. I don't know how, how much else. Uh, of Attack on Titan is, but that that's right. one that's one of the few manga you could probably wind up reading and liking. Yeah, I might try that out. Yeah, um, but there there's a lot. There's some Buffy stuff. There's Angel. Mm-hmm. Hellboy has the first two volumes. Wicked and the Divine has the first volume. Um, so it's mostly like first volume free kind yeah. of thing. The in, the entire uh, mini series of uh, of Vito da Santi's Stray, by the way, talking about action lab stuff is is available on on, on unlimited. So. Any fan of Nightwing should check that out. Okay, didn't, didn't even know that. Yep. So a lot of action lab stuff is on there. There's a lot of hidden stuff. Even if you just go to the on the unlimited tab, you're not seeing everything that's on Comicsology Unlimited. Gotcha. Um, so it's not a bad service. I don't know that it's worth paying for necessarily. We'll see when they update it. You know what I mean? Is if they just add, continue to add like the next volume of series, yeah. or if it's just another. Here's the first volume. Like oh. all the Valiant stuff, the first volume is on there. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed then, Brent, because I read an interview with the head of um, Comicsology, and he said it's meant. What it is is it's not. It's not necessarily Netflix. It's more like Amazon Unlimited, where you get a sample, and if you want to continue with the series, you have to pay for the rest of the series. Yeah, yeah. They want to get you. It is. It is basically your local drug dealer. It's the little to sip. <laughs> The little taste for free, right? And then, oh, you want the rest of it? Well, you know, here it is. It's seven ninety nine per volume, or whatever prices are. Which makes sense because it's owned by Amazon, so of course it's going to be like Amazon Unlimited. Because they they want to keep it that way because royalties would be a nightmare to figure out with creators. Yeah. Because it's all indie books. It's not Marvel or DC. And the other thing is, you're going to piss off um, all the brick and mortar retailers, right? Because if you're offering everything for six bucks, that's how does a comic book store compete with that? Well, my opinion, yeah. everything should be one ninety nine or ninety nine cents on here. 
I agree. Or six bucks for a trade mm-hmm. max. Um, I, I told yeah, you I don't. Opinion. I don't know. I don't. So yeah, I don't. I'm not that involved with the companies, so I don't know what the. I'm guessing it's it's also to protect retailers, so that I know it's to protect diamond. Yeah, and and, well, and I still feel like one of the best ways to get collections is to just keep an eye out for humble bundles, and yeah. wind, and wind up spending you know fifteen dollars for like twelve trades. And and then go nuts. Like I have a whole bunch of image stuff. In, in fact, including I think Lazarus Volume One, and uh, I have a, a a like the giant like what would be the hardcover collection of the first like twelve issues of Saga. If I ever wanted to like reread them digitally, I have them available on on Humble. They're they're all there waiting to be read. Uh, they they and usually once a month you'll find something like a you know Boom will have a collection or or Image or or Dark Horse or My Little Pony or something like that. Uh, there was a a manga bundle. Uh, like very, like last month actually, if I remember correctly, uh, that uh, that wound up uh, wind up. I think you got like the first like three volumes of Attack on Titan in there, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So that is a really good way to keep buying digitally outside of Comicsology, uh, if you really wanted to. So keep that in mind. What Raph? Let's transition over to you, man. What, what's what's changed the most? I mean, you've been talking about it a lot, but uh, I, I mean, even like at, in podcasting and and in comics, like how has your passion changed? Dude, I mean, ten years ago, uh, I was still in college. I had just started listening to podcasts. Superman Returns comes out in twenty eight days. <laughs> Six thirty. Yeah, right. And we remember that conversation. I, I brought that. I brought that up in the in, uh, last episode, actually. Like when we started comic timing, Superman Returns had not come out yet. <sighs> yeah, man. You you're only about a couple episodes in at this point. Yeah. I had I hadn't even started listening to you yet. I think I didn't start listening to you to like um, the fall. Yeah. And okay, let's go with podcasting. I had I I have come and gone. You know, I had my podcast for from 2007 to 2010 or 11. Yeah, that's done. But look, I mean, everyone has a podcast now. Right. Freaking celebrity Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has a podcast. Mm-hmm. He has just six thousand podcasts on one network. <laughs> Comic book stores, like like um some of some of the some of the people I work with, they are hosts of their own shows. Right. I mean, there's it, it's really proliferated. Um, and just in general, the internet, I mean, like we have Facebook, it used to just be forums and, and like stuff like you had to so go seek out Facebook, Facebook groups, yeah. um, Twitter, you know, Twitter hashtags, you can always follow certain hashtags about like, oh, you know, um, say no to Captain America, to evil, evil cap, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. You, everything is so readily accessible and easier to get to. Yeah. Than it even than even like 10 years ago. You I could mean, have a back and was, forth combination, a, a conversation with someone on Twitter now, you know, that you read the book of. Like, I had a conversation with Fabian Nicieza not too long ago on Twitter just because he's at Fabian Nicieza. It's pretty damn easy to find. That's the other thing, too. I mean, like, so back in the heyday of, like, fanzines in the 60s, how many people that wrote fanzines really became buddy-buddy with the creators? A couple of them, yeah. but not a lot. Forget forget Twitter or Facebook, even with podcasts. We are we're we are we are pretty tight with Jamal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pretty tight with I'm you know, I'm still kind of tight with Mike Norton. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we know Katie Cook, mm-hmm. Action Lab. Yep. The, the entirety of Action Lab is made of creators we met when they were still self publishing ten years ago. I fucking love it. And I'm I, so I, proud I wouldn't of those say guys. we're all tight with Jamal. I think he still hates me. <laughs> <laughs> he never hated you, dude. Show. 
he comes on the show while you're on it and never and doesn't go oh it's brent fuck this i'm out of here yeah so <laughs> exactly the, give yourself oh, a little wait, no i think that is that that's, is that daryl no that's it that's julian <laughs> Julian, no, that's that's me and Ju- that's me versus Julian. Hey, the last time that you two were on a show together, you were very civil. I was very proud of that. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm not a- Daryl. Uh, what is it? Coward, Derek Coward, I think. Oh, has, De- De- Derek has a fake beak with me. Really? Whenever he comes on the show, he's like, "Oh, Brent." Derek Coward has never been on the show <laughs> while hasn't? you've been on it, dude. So you sure? Yeah, you're thinking of Rick Gordon. Oh, Rick. Where is Rick? I haven't seen him in ages. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I've never seen these people's faces it's other fine. than on we, Facebook. It's fine. Sorry, yeah, man. I mean, like... I, 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 I almost saw Rick the last time he was in town, Ralph, but it didn't work out. You're right, okay. Ian. It is Rick, the yeah. one that jokingly always goes, Ugh. Yeah. No, but that, I know Rick well enough to know that's that's his favorite running gag when he's on the show. I love it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look at how much has changed with, like, even fandom. Like, we're all, like... Tom King. Mm-hmm. We all knew Tom King before he became, he he worked at DC. He yep. was at Super Show. Mm-hmm. I chatted him up for a, a couple of times. Yeah. So yeah, the, the interactions Williams, between you know? fans and creators has changed. Yeah. And the accessibility has changed, and even like cons. I mean, and the explosion of the movies. I mean, let's this like I said, this didn't. Superman Returns. That was the biggest high profileist movie, comic book movie that year. Yeah. And then two years later, Iron Man hit, and then everything goes crazy. Yep. So I mean, things have changed significantly. Uh, I mean, on that level, and then like the acceptance of like, I I hate to say geek culture, but yeah, geek culture, comic book, comic book related culture, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. People love it. People embrace it. People you wouldn't expect to embrace it. Embrace the, it. The fact that there are like talking blank after these comic book shows air, dude. You know, like that. This heartbreak has a career because of comics. Yeah. And, kind of. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, geek culture in general, story. but but yeah, right, no. yeah, yeah. So it, it, a, yeah, a lot, mean, man. Yeah, YouTube. I mean, so many people have YouTube shows, and then yeah. you, you unboxing videos. You do an unboxing video. I mean, geek boxes. These things exist now. Yeah, people actually make boxes that you can buy that contain stuff that you want or p- could possibly want. Yeah. What else? I mean, so that's. I mean, that's just culture as a whole. I mean, personally, I mean. Dude, I was I was just a college student ten years ago. I helped run the largest comic book store in the world for like two years. Yeah. I mean, I helped. I helped. The, I did. I mean, I didn't run it. I was in charge of everyone. But I made the. I made sure the day to day happened. I made sure everyone knew where. You know, like you were the I norm of Midtown of, Comics. Right. I was the guy that made things go at Midtown Comics. Yeah. You know, I was on. So I just posted a picture of of my CBS Morning News thing from like four years ago mm-hmm. when Superman and Wonder Woman kissed. I did CBS Morning News twice. Yeah. I was. Uh, I did a freaking reality show, even though they cut out most of my crap. <laughs> um, you know, like I remember like, watching that just for you and being like, "Yeah, yeah. dude!" Like, you know, like <laughs> it was so disappointing because I, I I didn't get to see the final cut before it aired, so yeah. I didn't know. Was, I, I knew as much as you guys. Probably did. a testament to your character, Raph. <laughs> Hey, dude, I had this big impassioned speech at New York Comic Con about how awesome it was, and they, instead of going with that, they went with some guy going Comic Con. Yeah. It's just like what a waste of my talents. The Mar- Mario Muscar, you know the the fact that the, dude Mario, yeah Mario, TV's Ma- Mario, TV's See, I want to go back and rewatch that one season. Yeah, and all the ones following it because I love Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. Is it anywhere online? You could, you could see, you could see if you could track it down. You could see Mario before his glasses were bigger than his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Love I you, mean, Mario. So yeah, the the so yeah. I mean, the, the, 
as far as my fandom increasing, man, I'm I put myself I put myself in a comic book store. I put myself at at you know the place the, yeah. the at the distributor. Right. I mean, I think it, you know without being on the creative side, I've I've gone in as deep into comics as you can. Yeah. Uh, you know it it it's been it's been an amazing journey. I I think uh, I you know there are times I regret the decision. I wish I was an accountant and I made way more than I did just counting. Counting other people's money, but well, I mean, you, you are know, Asian. I, I mean, that's that's sort right. of right. It would yeah. it would have come easy, right? It would come. I I could have been the butt of Chris, Chris Rock's joke at the Oscars. <laughs> come on. Well, oh. of the things that uh, that have changed in the last ten years as a collector and and as a as a man uh, who enjoys the comic book medium in general, uh, and 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 podcasting and all that. I'd say the thing that changed the most for me is um, I no longer uh, see I I no longer have to just read superhero stuff. That's number one. Uh, I, I I was a fan of manga, you know, before that, obviously, and that was not just superhero yes. stuff. But I I understand that some of the best stuff on the shelves right now is is sci-fi or straight sci-fi or straight fantasy or straight crime or or you know comedy books and things like that and they're not just being put out by dc or marvel that's that's important and i when i when we started doing this show that was not always the case i i you read not the kid evan dorkin schooled no <laughs> i am not the kid that evan dorkin schooled anymore my god my god that was a <laughs> That was a baptism by fire, okay? <laughs> Being on that yeah, episode with Evan Dork, and I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, and it, it was it was important to me. The other the other thing is too is I no longer look at this as a means to an end. Like when I first started pod- podcasting, I'm like, okay, yeah, th- you know, this this could lead to something. I mean, hey, hey, who knows? Now it's just a way for me to talk to my friends. Like if I have listeners, great. If I don't, I don't. But at least it's something that I get to do once a month to you know unwind and relax and talk about shit that I love and you know talk talk to friends of mine that I've had now for just about 10 years if if not a little bit less sometimes a little bit more and it's it's a lot of fun to do it's it's an outlet it's it's a way to to get out everything I want to talk about and that's pretty damn cool the fact that 10 years later now I can say that I have edited a Harvey award nominated book you know, that's something that I never would have saw coming. I mean, getting to know Adam and Comfort and, you know, being being in the behind the scenes with them has really been a a, a great joy for me and, and has showed me a whole other side to the to the world of comics. Like knowing just how much it takes to get from script phase to drawing the art to putting those word bubbles on there to Getting it out on the stands is really difficult stuff, and combined with that, and the action lab people and everything like that, I just like seeing people that I know doing well and yeah. achieving their goals and advancing. Like, like shit, man. I mean, Adam and Comfort are like guests of conventions now. Like, they're not they're not just the dudes in the artist alley. Like, they're drawing they're drawing the like the the program books for events now, and and having like two hour long panels with Mark Wade. Like this is, this is something that they get to do now. Oh, uh, It just makes me um, so happy. Re- Real quick aside. Did you know, so do you remember um, big Jim who yeah. drove us around for that one super show? Uh-huh. Did you know he freaking directs my little pony? Really? 
He does. He is a director on the cartoon. I, I knew he was a cartoonist. I didn't know he was a director of My Little Pony. That's awesome. Yeah, because um, I got the um, art book for the show for Tammy, and uh-huh. we were flipping through it. I'm like, Jim Miller. Yeah. Jim. And then I went to look at his Facebook page, big, and big I was Jim. like, yep. you wonderful bastard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because remember, they, he, he worked on Ed, 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 and Eddie back in the day. Yes, that's right. So yeah. and so yeah, I mean it makes sense. But I mean like yeah, it's like so like seeing him and seeing people like yeah, people we know do well mm-hmm. and you, you feel you feel good for them. Yeah. I mean when Katie got my little pony the, the comic, I was so happy for her. Yeah. So I mean yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. No, 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 please. I, that's that's all part of but what of what I'm trying to say here is that um for that matter, you know, watching friendships develop and evolve and you know, you lose track of some people, but there's there's some people that I, I'm very happy to, to know as well as I do now, and I, I don't ever really see myself, at least in the next you know five years or so, ending this show because it's a way for me to keep in touch with people as much of anything else. And, and you guys are going to see that too. Like I, 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 I know we get the same voices on here a lot these days, but I'd like to sort of get some of the old the old timers or people that I've I've always wanted to get back on here. Like I I talk to Mario on a regular basis about like let's get your ass on here finally, and that might wind up happening sometime soon. Has so. Dap ever been back on? Dap has not been on since uh, I, I I sort of a, another anniversary show where Toby came back on. That was the last time Dap was oh, on. But yeah, but yeah, no, I'd love to get Dap on and you know get on Wood and Vince and whatnot. Not maybe not even at the same time just having them on to talk stuff and for that matter also seeing fellow podcasters do really well is great to see the fact that john suntress was called out by tom brevoort for being you know a a a, a professional and a gentleman for having on nick spencer after this whole cap nazi uh, kerfuffle was was excellent to see i mean he was he was well known before that but you know i've i've I know him, you know, through conversations at conventions and whatnot, uh, for for years now. And you know, John's uh, almost a, a voice or a spokesman for the comic book podcast at this point, and he does a damn good job of doing that. Comic Geek Speak, come on, you were just on. Yeah. They, they were just on last episode, but I still love you guys. All right, <laughs> that much hasn't changed. Eighty-seven thousand episodes a year, and and growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's uh, I, I've been scattershot on this on this converse, on this part of the conversation, but I, I will just straight up say that I feel like I'm a better comic book reader now than I was when we started, and it might take me longer to read the comics, but I'm reading more, uh, and I I look forward to continuing to do that, and you know talking about it here on on this here show on random episodes or topic episodes. And probably with you, Brent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, at least he doesn't still say co-host, not co-host, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> hey, much, much, much to his chagrin, I brought that up last episode. <laughs> Man, what, what, that was a running thing for like what four or five years. Yeah. It was. was like, it, it was like being the Duke of you know. Right, yeah, or the Wizard of Witch, which you guys forgot about. Yes. <laughs> All right. Any, any anything else you guys want to bring up, or, or have we uh, have we ended our, our our general conversation here? We good? We're good. All right. Cool. Uh, Brent, you got a BKs perhaps with Jim? You were talking about talking to him, talking to him earlier. Is that gonna be um, in the pipeline? 
I, w- I would have thought so. Perhaps. We'll see. I'm, I'm going on vacation the same time that he- E3 is. Okay. And since uh, Jim has his own YouTube show now, he's mm-hmm. uh, up and running doing that. I don't think he needs me anymore. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could always wind up uh, doing a, a, a wrap-up of it after the fact. We could. We could. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, keep keep that in mind. And uh, and, and like like I've like I've said previously, dude. If you ever want to just uh, you know talk about random video games that uh, that you know you you've been playing lately, and even just do it with me, that's that's fine. I I don't play a lot of them, but I I certainly have shit to, to talk about. So. Well, just like my comics time has declined, my video game time has declined mm. severely since the kids started up and running and uh, talking and to, shit. Un- understood. Yeah. <laughs> be such a damper nah, it's, it's like once you, once you get the kid to bed you're like yes finally freedom and you look at the clock and you're like oh shit time to go to bed myself yeah i've got a whole two minutes oh great <laughs> man i can i just enough time to see that loading screen i can turn it on yay yeah right <laughs> uh and uh raf uh, you got any uh various blogs or whatnot you want to promote Mm, not really. You, you guys know where to find me. You're uh, you're, you're you're what? Uh, it, it, well, damn it! It's at at, at Raff Reads Comics. Or there you go. I think I'm the Wraith Maker at uh, on Facebook. Yeah, you have a Tumblr you don't check. I have a Tumblr I never check. <laughs> I, I read other people's Tumblrs, but I don't do mine. And do, have you done anything for Geeks of Color since since that? Or no, not since uh, not since Iron Fist. Just because okay. uh, I don't have the time. Yeah, and, fine. And I don't. Frankly, I don't have the energy to, to to start another flame war. Understood. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wind up writing that. I've I've been I've actually been getting ideas for things in my head for you know potential comics that I might one day want to write. I really need to start writing down myself before they're all out of my head because that's the way ideas work. If you don't actually put them down on the page before you know it, they're gone. Yep, that's very true. I mm-hmm. mean, because well, I've been saying I've been saying I want to do it since since I was nineteen. That's what thirteen years now. Yep, that's a long time to to say you want to do something and don't do it. Hey, I've known you about ten years, fucker. Yeah, exactly. You've known me for most of that time. Uh huh. Yep. Remember when I've you got, were that? I've set, still got, uh, remember when you were that kid in the back of Deacon Brody's who I thought was ten years older than me? Yes. <laughs> and now I am ten years older, but we're the same age still. I know. It's crazy. Oh, dude, Deacons. Yep. We haven't been there forever. We, we were there like twice, man. <laughs> well, I, I went, um, so one time I went with Jimmy. I don't even remember why. Mm-hmm. I think I was just out and uh, and Cassidy came by and we hung out till like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. I, 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 was, yeah, I, I was there I'm once. I'm not when, saying I'm cool with John Cassidy. No, just, not at all. Just talk for a bit. I was there you know, once whatever. when Cassidy showed up. That was That was cool. John Cassidy. That was probably the other time we were there. More than likely. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, like I said, Brandon was not on this episode, but go ahead and check out his podcast and all that. See, I promote you even when you're not on, Brandon. That's how nice I am. And we're sponsored, as usual, by DCBS and Combo Service. Yet again, DCBService.com, 50% off of Marvel, DC, hardcovers, and trades. Bundles, 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 40% off of Marvel and DC and Image and Dark Horse single issues. And other things, and rebirth, all the rebirth, rebirth. so much rebirth at dcbservice.com. Gentlemen, it was fun discussing comics with you. Perhaps we should do this again sometime. Yeah, let's, uh, in 10 years from now. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, go to bed. 
All right. <laughs> All right. Email address, comictiming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash comictiming for further comic timing discussions and random gifts whenever Brent and I post them. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Combo Podcast over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And also check out our unboxing videos. Brent and I both post them to the Facebook site, but we also post them to our individual YouTube pages. You can find them if you scroll down far enough on the Facebook page. And uh, I will be getting my Women of uh, Marvel box not too soon from now, probably. So check that out. And uh, you still subscribe to the, to the DC one? Yep. Sweet. Suicide Squad next month. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, right. That is next month, isn't it? Suicide Squad. Well, it doesn't open, but that's when the box comes. Oh, okay. All right. What's August, when? I think. August? Yeah. Gotcha. August. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I hope that's good. All right. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, there's always... Time for comics. Hail Hydra. I'm, I'm also going to do a very quick review of Apocalypse since I just saw it. Um, you mean with my close personal best friend, Olivia Munn? Uh, why, why, yes, indeed. You're, you're, you're a close personal friend who got exactly three lines in the entire movie. I know... I haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I keep hearing that. And I'm like, just like, from what I read from everyone's reviews and from what everyone's told me, yeah. and from what I've seen from Brian Singer, period, he is that he's that guy where, like, he has a good idea, yeah. he almost gets it, mm-hmm. but there's just enough that he doesn't get where you're just like, ah, I liked it, but... Yeah. You know, it was it was like that uh, that woman on the line for ice cream in Portlandia. You know, I like it, but I don't love it. But but Days of Future Past, he got, and I think I think it actually is as simple as the fact that that was just a better story, even from the original comics. Like Apocalypse, it's just never really been yeah. fully formed. Yeah, because he's kind of like one of those super powerful villains that they need to like do something really big, but then they kind of throw away. Right. Yeah, There's it's, no it's uh, go-to apocalypse story. Well, Age of Apocalypse, but, but that's not that's never, too long. Never. You know what I mean? Like his first appearance arc. I think that was X Factor. Was that the first arc or the second arc? It was early on in the X in the original X Factor run. That's all I know. 